Talk Recorded live. Hello, and thank you for joining us today for conversations and support for targeted individuals. Today is Sunday, June 25th, 2017, and I am your host, Renata. I thank you all for for uh, joining us today, and we'll just open up in prayer, and then we'll go into a scripture. Did anyone want to open us up in prayer or read a scripture? Start eight. Okay. Our Father and our God, we thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come together. I thank you, Lord, for everyone that you have sent to this call. Lord, I ask you that you bless them according to your riches and glory. I ask that you watch over all of us, Lord, particularly the targeted individual family, Lord. I ask you to guide us, Lord, to just put a shift in our atmosphere, Lord. We have difficult days, very difficult days, but nothing's too hard for you, Lord. You guide us. Your Holy Spirit guides us. You get us through each and every situation, Lord, and we come out stronger on the other end. So we thank you for that shift in our circumstances. We thank you for a shift in our finances, Lord, for a shift in our family dynamics, for a shift on our job. We trust you, Lord, with everything within us, Lord. We trust you, and we say thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for bringing us into all truths, Lord. Thank you for strengthening us along this journey, Lord. Your word says that you will strengthen us. Your word says that you will help us, Lord, that you will uphold us with your right hand of righteousness, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. We hold on to your unchanging hand, Lord. And we just thank you for the love, Lord, for the support, Lord, for just keeping us strong, Lord, even when we feel weak. We thank you for watching over and protecting our children, Lord, our grandchildren, um, our nieces, our nephews, our family members, Lord. We say thank you, Lord. We are eternally grateful, Lord. And we know, Lord, that you will never leave us. You will never forsake us, Lord. You will continue to guide us through this, Lord. And we just thank you so, so, so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. Have a scripture here. We'll read the scripture. Let me go back over to my board to see if anyone wants to read the scripture. Star eight, if you'd like to read the scripture. I will do one. I will. Let's see. What scripture did I have? This is Joshua uh, one and nine. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong. And of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou go. Okay. Be strong. Try to get through it. Try to hold yourself together. Try to move forward. Trust God. Believe in his word. Pray. That's how you get strong. Be of good courage. Courage says, I'm afraid to do it, but I do it anyway because it's the the right thing to do. I'm afraid to go out of my house, but I go anyway because I can. That's courage. Ask God for courage. We need it. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. Now, it's hard to say to to not be afraid, to be honest, because there are some fearful moments, especially going through what we go through, but we ask God for the courage. 
He told us to fear not. He said he didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us peace. He gave us love. He gave us a sound mind. Okay, so there's nothing to be afraid of because there's more with us than there is with them. Believe it or not, we have legions and legions of angels with us that guide us, that protect us. Okay? And the end of this verse says that God is with us wherever we go. And yes, he said he would stick closer to us than a brother. He said he would always be in our midst, and he is. We may not see him, but we can feel him. He's there. We feel his presence if we are in tune with him. Amen? Amen. You can read that scripture on your own. It, again, it was Joshua 1 and 9. Okay, so um, I want to welcome any visitors that may come to this call. Um, we appreciate you being here. We hope that you get something out of the call. Um, and I hope that people meet people as well. It's really important to meet people um, that you can talk with off of these calls. I know um, last week we were not here because of Father's Day. And I don't think I announced that that week before, so I apologize for that. Um, and happy Father's Day, happy belated Father's Day to all the great fathers that are out there because there are some wonderful fathers. Um, and if you are a father that may not have the, the best relationship with your children, try to straighten that out. Try to straighten that out. It's very important, very, very important because um, children like me grow up and still have those effects of an absentee father or a father that wasn't there and never knowing what it's like to be a daddy's girl um, and never really having a relationship with my father. So if you if you have issues with your children, try try to work it out. Try to work it out, Okay. Um, so I hope you guys had a great Father's Day. I spent it with my husband. We had a really full day. We did a lot of things that day. Um, so we're back. We're back. Um, and if you guys want to say anything about Father's Day, please feel free to because we did not um, really discuss Father's Day like we normally do. So feel free if you like to do that. Um, the purpose, purpose of this call is to process what's happening with us. We're going through a lot. We're going through a lot. Um, and talking about it can help you to feel better. It can help you to understand that you're not alone. So this call um, is hopefully support, a support system. It's not the only support system. As I said earlier, I hope that everyone has someone um, that they can talk to outside of these calls. Uh, if you feel like you need therapy and you can find a trustworthy therapist, there are some TIs that have found uh, therapists who they trust and have had good results from, and if that's what you feel like you need, then by all means, you should you should look into that. Um, and the other purpose of this call is to share information, to help find solutions, to hear different perspectives of, of what we're going through, and as I said, uh, ultimately to support one another, just, just to be there, a listening ear. Sometimes that's all we need. Um, there is more than one way to join in on the call. You can join through the chat room while the call is going on live, and you do that by going to TalkShoe.com and typing in the code 114616. You can also listen to the archives by going to TalkShoe.com and putting in the code, clicking on Conversations and Support, and you will see all of the archives in case you missed the call. 
Uh, let's see. I think that's it for that. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, we started a couple of new segments the week before last. And one of them is what's good. We're going to start to talk about some of the good things, how we, you know, we feel good or it's, it's a beautiful day outside. Someone mentioned that, you know, saying too much about what's good may give the perpetrators ammunition against the targeted person. You may begin to get targeted that way. So if you feel like that, then don't share anything, you know, too revealing. But I, I just, I don't really care <laughs> at this point because I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But I understand if you don't want to share too much, but I really would like people to participate in that because we need to talk. The Bible says we should have whatsoever we say, okay? So we need to start bringing out the good things because we spent three hours here. It used to be five or reduce it to three. But we spent three hours here. We shouldn't be talking about negative stuff all the time. So there are some good things. You know, the sun is shining. Um, you found a job. You feel good today. You know, whatever. It could be big or small, whatever. You know, I think um, the last time we talked about that, I said I had planted some flowers. Now, I mean, certain things, I mean, I don't see how they could use against you, but I, I really could care less because I'm really taking the focus off of these people as much as I possibly can these days. So it could be anything big or small. So I want you guys to think about that. We'll talk about that towards the end, okay? So just save that for the end. Um and also, oh, uh, the, yeah, so that was what's good. And then the other um, thing that we added to this call is um, weekly challenges. The, not last week because we weren't here, but the week before, the weekly challenge, challenge was to find something to laugh about um, every day during the week. So I really hope that you guys did that, um, and you can share that towards the end if you would like. Um, for these two things, if you guys can write these down so that you can remember these things, because it's really important um, for people to participate in this, because these are the things that that are for us. It's not for them. It's not for, um, you know, to talk about the dark stuff that they do. This is for us to, to move forward. So if you guys can participate in this, it would make me happy, okay? And it's going to be like in the last hour. So try to think about the things you laughed about so you can share it with us. And I'll share some of the things because I tried to jot down the things that were making me laugh. Okay. Questions of the day. Questions of the day. Um, there were two. There are two. Um, one just came to my mind. One is based off of a sign that I saw at the BART station, actually, at the train station. And the sign said, um, when did you know you were meant to make a difference? And I thought that was a thought-provoking question, so I thought I would pose that to you guys. When did you know that you were make, that you were meant to make a difference in the world, or do you think that you were meant to make a difference? Because some people may not feel that, you know, they're supposed to do anything to make a difference. So that's one of the questions. When did you think you were going, uh, were meant, when did you know you were meant to make a difference? Excuse me. The other 
is um, the other question is based off of the song that we just heard, um, and it was called Your Will. And part of the lyrics was um, the guy was saying how he trusts God's will for his life. So that's the second question. Do you trust God's will for his life? Because the Bible, for your life, because the Bible says, not my will, but God's will be done in my life. So God's plan for my life is totally different from the plan that I have for my life. So do you trust God's will for your life is one question. And when did you know you were meant to make a difference in the world? Or do you believe that you are meant to make a difference? Star 8, just going to check in. You don't have to answer any of those questions if you would just like to say hello or whatever. If you're new star eight, we would like to say hello to you. Hello, Lynn. Lynn's in the chat room. She says, hi, Renata. Nice to hear your voice live today. (laughs) Thank you. I know I missed you guys. And again, last week was Father's Day. I forgot to mention, or maybe I did, that we weren't going to be there, be here last week. So if you'd like to say anything about Father's Day, your father, anything, um, please feel free. All right, two questions. When did you know you were meant to make a difference? And do you, do you trust God's will for your life, or do you believe God even has a will for your life? Hello, targeted and harassed. Hi, Renato. Like you said, glad to hear your voice, especially since we didn't hear last week. And uh, like I said, I'm glad to be back to be able to speak on your call. So I'm more than thankful for that. I'm gonna answer your first your question first before I read this paper I wrote for the people. Okay, when did you know that you were made to make a difference? I, I begin to realize that after I after the initial when you get to know what's going on after the fear and all the intimidation that goes after that when God starts showing me everything so clearly that's what I realized that he uh you know made me to make a difference and uh to stand up and be bold and be strong with this mess because you know as he always says no weapon formed against us to prosper because if we had and let these weapons weapons prosper, if we didn't follow him, we would, we would be in turmoil and a mess showing up. But I thank God that he allows me to say the things that I say, name names, and do all them things. And that's, to me, that allowing me to make a difference, because when you can name names and not afraid to name names, I think that's pretty good that the Lord is allowing me to do that. Don't you, Renata? Yes, yes, I agree. Okay, I'm going to read a, a brief paper, and you stop me when you want to, okay, if I'm going too long, okay? Okay, I wrote, okay thanks. I wrote a paper. It's called, It's All on Video, and you've got, and you've got them. To those who have me under 24-hour surveillance and torture, I want to thank you for giving me this chance to reveal my surveillance and, and how I am tortured. God told me no weapon formed against me shall prosper. My God is allowing me to tell you and everyone on this call, it is all those tapes, videos, and reports they have illegally made on me for the purpose of entrapment or some future evidence to be used against me that he is going to have all the information you have on me to be exposed. 
openly in a court of the law. All videos, reports, uh, so forth will be subpoenaed to let everyone know how the tactics you have used against me uh, as for all used against me. As I sit outside my home, minding my business, you have all kinds of people passing by to covertly harass me. But it's all on video. The surveillance tapes will show all the cars that go back and forth. The people walking past, pushing buttons and on those call cell phone-like devices. One of the worst things you are doing is destroying the youth. As I sat outside, you could see the pattern of the kids beginning to go towards the basketball court. First one or maybe two. The basketball court uh, becomes full. The kids begin to talk very loudly and say obscene words. One kid says the B word and the F U word. I sat there for a while. The noise continued. When I decided to go inside, the kids were there. And this was yesterday after. As I got inside, I said to myself, I want to see how many kids are in the still in the lot playing. When I looked out my window, there was not a soul at the basketball court. I want all the surveillance cameras subpoenaed to reveal the tactics that are used to harass me. When you came against me, when you come against me, I want this information known because you will have clear videos. You can't just pull out what you want because God has shown me this. You you are going to come up with all the tapes. You're going to come up with all them tapes. You can't pick and choose, God said. You're going to come up with them because he showed me the things that, uh, that you do. A couple of nights ago, I went to take the dogs outside. It was past midnight. All of a sudden, a man walked past my fence acting as if he was drunk, street creator. This was to taunt the dog. As he got down my fence a few feet, he began to act as if he was going to cause even more, uh, 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 more making the dogs bark. As he got uh, almost to the end of my fence or a little past, I began to say in a loud voice, Cointel Pro, Street Theater. I said, Perk. At that point, the man began to raise his hat and make some uh, other stocky like signals. After making his signals, he began to move on. All you that are new to this party, you are in the beginning stages where the, they are in the information gathering. All of a sudden, you will see uh, people that you know coming up to you, uh, and those that you don't know, too, and ask you all kinds of questions covertly. Don't answer their questions. I gave up too much information thinking if I answered their questions, this would go away. Not so. It only progressed. progressed. Uh, trust me, no one, please. Please, no one, give up any information because they only uh, gather, gather information on you. They, and remember this, whenever you're out in public or any place, they have someone standing around listening at everything you say. 
That's why they call this 24-hour surveillance. And as you have heard many say, medical records are tampered with. Believe it. One of the uh, first people I want to have subpoenaed is a lady named Miss Rashid. She had me under questioning, and what I said was being taped. At the end of the uh, tape uh, questioning and the tape, she called someone. Yes, she called someone and asked them, do you want me to bring something by there? You may ask yourself, how do I know uh, it was recording? I know this because God shared it with me. He told me that it was recording. So I want to have her subpoena first, and I want to find out who she called. So y'all y'all get ready for that when we bring any tapes and videos and stuff and go against me. Y'all going to have to remember this when she's coming up first. And please don't, uh, please everyone, don't write your congressperson because all you are going to get is some type of form letter and no help. They all know about it, so don't deceive yourself when somebody trying to tell you to write your congressman and do this and that because they all in on it. They know that. They probably they probably do it even more so, so they don't get targeted even more than they are. But believe me, you ain't going to get no help. The only help you're going to get is from God. This is the time we have to trust God. I have God. I, I, have, I love God for showing me the things he showed me. He said he was going to bring me through, and I believe it. Believe him. I love and trust God and Jesus. I love and trust God and Jesus so much because without this, I couldn't make it. You, just like yourself, you know how it is when they're following you, harassing you, going up and down the street, making noise. Everywhere you go, they said stuff sublimity. But you know what? You know, like I said in the beginning, it's tough and rough, but when you, but it don't have to be like that because I'm telling you the thing, and you can take that to the bank. You put your faith and trust in God, and he'll take all that off you so you can speak boldly just like I am. So I thank him, and I thank him for allowing me to find this show so I can say them things to help somebody. You know, you might not believe some of the words uh, I say, but just keep on living. It's going to all come to your knowledge in due time. Thanks for not for allowing me to say them words. No problem. Thank you for sharing. Thank you very much. Um, you mentioned, I'm going to put you on hold. Thank you. You mentioned um, children. Why do they use the children? Well, you know what? Anybody who allows, I'm answering my own question, anybody who allows themselves to be used will be used. Um, but to me, they take advantage of the children because children, certain things, they um, should not be able to consent to. Um, so there's adults putting them up to stuff. Um, anyway, I said all that to say, I went through the uh, through the drive through at Wendy's. Wendy's, um, I'm sure all of you guys probably have a Wendy's where you are, but it's it's a burger place in case you don't know. It's like a McDonald's kind of thing. And so I went through the drive through uh, one night. It was late too. It was very close to eleven o'clock. And I don't normally do the fast food, but that night I wasn't going to cook, so I I went through. And um, I've, I've said before that they love to use children. Uh, to target me, which they do many targets. So here, I call them the chain gang because it's always a gang of them. It's usually a gang of them. They ride their dirt bikes in front of my car and all that kind of stuff. So um, this particular night, I'm going to drive through. Here comes the chain gang, a bunch of kids. They were teenage, early teenagers, right, 13, 14. And one of them got in front of my car like he was going through the drive through 
Like he's a car going to the drive through. I thought, oh my goodness, what is wrong with these kids? The um the the uh Wendy's was open, so they could have went inside. But he gets in front of my car. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? What what is wrong with these with these people? Anyway, I thought about that when you mentioned the children. So just wanted to share that. Okay, um, star eight, if you would like to speak, star eight. Hi, Jerome. Hi, Renata. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Um, let me turn off the uh, television here. Yeah, um, I'm okay. Just, um, yeah, just, uh, just trying to answer the questions of the day. So you had a good time on Father, uh, Father's Day uh, with your husband? I did. We had a really uh, we had a really full day. We started off at church and did all kinds of stuff from there. How was your Father's Day? It was a little quiet because my uh, my son was working. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. But we but we talked. Um, sure. We talked. Happy belated Father's Day. Hey, happy belated Father's Day to you. Thank you very much, and uh, uh, the same to your husband. Sounds like he's a he's a good guy. He's uh, he's in your corner, helping you through the satanic battle here. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, where should I start here? So, um, I'm gonna make a Father's Day statement. Uh, sometimes, my dad's been gone for a long time, but his values, uh, his morals, they still uh, they still survive with me. Um, I try my best to honor him. But uh, yeah, sometimes I don't know if this is normal, but I really have to make a conscious effort to remember sometimes that he's gone. But um, you know, it's uh, at these times like Father's Day, it kind of hits you the most. And uh, you know, my dad was very precious to me. He was a he was a good man, a good provider, good protector. You know, we weren't perfect. We weren't the Brady Bunch. I'm not gonna lie to you. We had our ups and downs, and that's what makes it life. That what that's what makes it a relationship. But um, yeah, you don't know what you got till you lose it. So um, I know my dad was a good man. He was a great man. But now that he's not here, you know, you just you just realize what you had. You know, what you had, what kind of a father you had. You know, what a good man he was, and. He was always home on the weekends. You know, he worked Monday to Friday, and he was always home. And, and the weekends were always uh, outing. You know, we're always going to Niagara Falls or or the zoo or what, whatever. Or you know, or just just hanging out. We used to go to the exhibition. We call it down here, which is a gigantic fair. So um, sometimes you this what the heck this thing is this this satanic. Uh, the satanic nonsense, it gets you so occupied sometimes you forget the little things that promote happiness in your life, like memories of your father. So I wanted I wanted to, play, um, you know, do that tribute to him. And, you know, he's not the only one that was in my corner. There was also my uncle. You know, he wasn't my dad. He was my, my uncle from my mother's side. But I missed the guy because you know, he gave me a lot of love and support and a lot of good advice. He was a wise man. So you don't have these people to call on anymore, and you and you miss them. 
you know. So uh, I I salute Father's Day. Um, I I would like to think that I'm a good father. Um, <laughs> you know, my my son still keeps in touch with me. He's, we still talk. We don't have a perfect relationship. I'd be lying to to you if I said we we're perfect because that would be a damn lie. But uh, you know, we work through it because life is a blink. Life is a blink, and these people are trying to cut it even shorter, and they're trying to make it even, uh, you know, more uphill than it has to be. They're trying to make it, uh, this life, a difficult one. All right, so um, you have to hold on to good memories, memories of people that are here, okay, and people that have passed. You've got to uh, keep the dream alive. You've got to keep these people alive by remembering them. Um, so tributes to my dad, my uncle, and even some gung fu instructors. They gave me good advice, and they they treated me they they treated me like a you know like a son. You know they they uh, they took care of me and they they uh, they guided me and gave me skills that I needed to survive. I didn't know that I'd be going through this, but all these skills that I have now I call upon, and I thank them dearly. No, I don't know if you know Park Jung Soo. He was uh, he had a school down in Buffalo actually, and uh, and Miss Choi Hong Choi, Ho Shung Choi, not General Choi, but uh, Ho Shung Choi, uh, and Taekwondo instructor that I had also. All these were my uh, they weren't my father, but they're father figures, and they helped me through life. So I'm gonna pay tribute to all those uh, all those people. You know, especially miss my uncle and my dad. My uncle was a martial arts fan also, so. For him, it was judo and boxing. Um, so we used to sit down and talk, and he was proud of my martial arts achievements and whatnot. So, yeah, all these people I miss. And uh, any dads out there that's uh, in the community, I pay tribute to you. It's not an easy job, and it's a job that will never stop. And moms, too. It's a job that never stops. You think that, oh, gosh, my parents will, I mean, my uh, my kids won't need me ever. But they do need you. They need you always because it's the you're always going to be their uh, you're always going to be their their parent, and they're always going to need you because they're always younger than you. They're behind you in experience. They're behind you in wisdom. So they're always going to need your advice. They're going to need your outlook. They're going to need your your wisdom. They're going to need your essence. They're going to need what you have inside to help them through their journey. So they always rely on you. And you're never gonna you're never gonna not have a job being a parent. You're always gonna have the child. You're always gonna be older than them. So it's a hard job to do it properly to set down discipline and to set down limits. You know, it's heartbreaking sometimes when you have to set down limits because they're crying and you're you're you just gotta stick to your guns. But one of one of the most difficult jobs in the world is being a parent, and one of the most rewarding jobs in the world is being a parent. So fathers and mothers, I salute you. And uh, question of the day, when did I know I made a difference? I didn't know that I made a difference. I, I, I just got beat up a lot. <laughs> I got beat up a lot when I was a kid, and it felt awful. No, the but question uh, actually was, when did you know you were meant to make a difference? I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Because um yeah because when uh when I was getting beat up it didn't feel it didn't feel like anything it just felt like misery <laughs> it felt like misery but um once I really 
followed my path, and the only path that I had, the only path that I could follow was empowerment because my parents were damn sick and tired of me coming home going boo, boo, hoo, 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 hoo. They got really sick and tired, and they couldn't find my battles for me because they were adults, so they couldn't smack the kids around. It would have been great, but they couldn't do it. So they sent me into, well, I'm, going to, I'm just going to say martial art training, and uh, I was really hungry. I soaked up the knowledge like a sponge. I was tired of being slapped around, and I was just adamant about learning Kung Fu and just just be the best uh, um, uh, Kung Fu person that I could. And that led me to go to, uh, to, go to tournaments, and I won tournaments, and <clears throat> I just progressed that way. But when did I start uh, to know that I made a difference? When um, I got my skills, and I took them, I kind of took them for granted after a while, but um, I saw people getting picked on that didn't have these skills, and um, I couldn't stand by and watch. So I would intervene in their behalf because I had the combat skills that they didn't. So I would stand in front of them while they stood behind me, and I would confront who was trying to harm them. But um, my life went on like this, and it got progressively, I won't say worse, but it got progressively more interesting. You know, situations that I would meet in my urban dealings, uh, sometimes coming home from work or whatnot. uh, I even intervened in a mugging uh, downtown, downtown Toronto. So all these things happened to me. But I had to pull back a little bit because I keep on saying I had people that loved me. I never told my mom, like, hey, this is what I did. She'd freak out, <laughs> right? So, um, but my wife was with me sometimes. I'd be in a subway and I'd watch someone just getting the tar knocked out of them. That was before security was enhanced because of all this terrorism and 9-11 nonsense. There wasn't, that, there wasn't that much surveillance. So there was a lot of stuff that happened that wasn't caught. And there was a lot of beatings in the subway. Just people just, you know, aggravated. I don't know what it led to, you know, how it led to that situation. But, uh, you know, I'd see someone getting pummeled, and I had to intervene. And my wife would freak out because she thought that was going to be the end of me. So um, for her nerves and for uh, our marriage, I just started to, uh, you know, try my best to be not in those situations or call the police or, you know, go, uh, you know, advise security or, or whatever I could do but don't get indirectly involved unless that person's life was in serious danger. So I noticed, I know that I made a difference when I started, I, I started embracing my karate, embracing my martial arts, and then I started to understand that never, not everyone had the skill, because sometimes you forget and you take it for granted. Now, because you're not in a situation of being slapped around, and don't, sometimes you forget that there's other people in that situation where they're getting slapped around. So... Um, I won't call myself. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a big shot. I'm just happen to be. Uh, they say. Or the Bible says. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? The Bible says, "Do God's work on earth." So um, there's not too many archangels around. There's not too many, you know, people uh, from heaven that come to intervene in the name of God. Not directly, anyway. So sometimes you're in a situation and you see a situation, you decide to intervene or whatnot. So I, may, I know I made a bit difference when I started um, seeing these situations and saw how it unfolded with the person being slapped around and me going up to that person that was doing the, the, uh, the, the assaulting and saying, you can't do that or whatnot. So I 
realized that I had certain skills that other people didn't have, uh, skills that I was taking for granted now, that I used to help people. So I realized that. And I've always, I don't, I won't call myself a protector, but I've always been that kind of person where if I see something, I can't, my soul cannot allow it without trying something. So I realized that I had a special, I don't know, gift, because I'm, no one's ever met me, okay, and, uh, but I am pretty good at the, uh, at this Kung Fu, this martial arts. So not everyone is skillful. They may take martial arts, they, they, but they may not be as skillful. So I utilize my, uh, my, my talent to protect or to try and help. Do God's work on earth. That's, what, that's a quote from the Bible. Um, you know, and on earth as it is in, uh, in heaven. So uh, when I see something that needs to be adjusted or something that needs to be tended to, um, I try to do it. And I realize that I made a difference because I had these uh, skills that I utilized in behalf of uh, people that couldn't, you know, fight for themselves. So that was uh, one thing. And do you trust God's plan for your life? I've got no choice. <laughs> I really have no choice because um, I'm not a Bible banger. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, you know, uh, I don't run to church every Sunday. I kneel in a corner in my house or I kneel in a corner in the park, and that's my church. Uh, you know, um, love is my religion, and the you know anywhere is my church. Wherever I kneel is my church. So um, I have to trust in God because I can't trust in anyone else. I can't trust in man. I can't trust in humans because humans betray you. Only God is constant in your life. Only God is true in your life. Only God is with you in your life. He helps you through dark places, and he helps you through evil situations. You know, you may be surrounded by the wolves, but uh, God stands there with you. Without God's help, without God's love, we're nothing. We're not going to make it. So do I trust God's plan? I've got no choice. He knows what he has planned for me. He put me in this struggle. He put me in this situation, this satanic battle between heaven and, and, uh, and hell. I'm just a foot soldier, and I have to trust his plan. He knows me better than I know myself. So he knows I have the skill, the strength, and the love, and the spirit to make it through this thing. And if I do not make it through this thing, then that's God's will. I have to trust God's plan, but I've got no choice. I don't know what and how it's going to go. I just have to trust in the Lord. He's my guiding light. And that's all I can do is let him guide me through this life. Let him guide me through this journey. Let him guide me through this existence. Yes, so that's all I got to say. Happy Father's Day again. Thank you very much, Jerome. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, because you said uh, several times on this call that you were bullied when you were younger. What was the bullying about? Like, what was it? It's never, uh, it shouldn't happen. But I'm asking, like, what were they bullying you for? Racism, mostly. Racism. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sorry to say, folks, I'm don't, uh, I don't mean to offend anyone, but um, I'm just going to say it. When I first came to Canada, that's the first time I ever heard the word nigger. And I brought, it, I brought it home to my parents, and they were very upset because they came to Canada because it's supposed to be a melting pot of cultures here. And they didn't, right. think, that we, they didn't think we'd be confronted with that kind of satanic hatred. 
So they're very upset. And, uh, and where did you so, come from? Where, I forgot where you guys came from. Okay, so origi- originally I came from Jamaica, okay, and then from Jamaica we migrated to England, and then from England um, there was a little situation that happened between my mom and the, my dad, and they separated. My mom went back to Jamaica, and my dad stayed in England, and then two years later he came back to Jamaica, and then from there he left and went to Canada, and he okay. said to uh, he said to us that he would send for he send a visa. So from Canada, from Jamaica, we went to Canada. He went to Canada first, and he sent for us. So that's how we got to Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's all I got to say. And uh, happy Sunday, everyone. Thank you, Jerome. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Okay. Um, Star 8, if you guys would like to speak. Star eight. We are just checking in. Talk about anything you like. The uh, there's two questions of the day. Um, one is, when did you know you were meant to make a difference in the world, or do you know, or do you believe that you are meant to make a difference? Um, number two is, uh, do you trust God's will for your life? Because God's plan for our life is much different. <laughs> I'm finding out than our own plan. For our life, so do you trust? You trust the process. Do you trust God's plan, or do you believe there is a plan for your life? Start eight, or you can talk about anything you like. Start eight if you like to speak. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How you doing? This is Anita from Baltimore. Hey, Anita. How are you? I, I feel good. I feel good. I actually have a couple of things to share with the group today, and okay. I also, well, first of all, I want to answer your question. Your question was, uh, if I'm correct, um, how do you know um, God has a purpose for your life, if, if if I'm correct? Okay, let me let me just say it again. Okay, when okay. did you know you were meant to make a difference in the world? That's one question. The second okay. question is, do you trust mm-hmm. God's will for your life? Oh, my God, Okay. Um, I think that maybe I I may not have known um, God's purpose for my life, but I think that I've always known that I've um, had a purpose. I think anybody that's born probably has a purpose in this life, may not know exactly what it is. Um, I don't think that my life will lead me to where I am now with, you know, what's obviously with the targeting, but I most definitely can say that I do trust God. And um, to um, in my life today, because I don't think I would have survived this far with the targeting without trusting God and knowing that He He uh, whatever that He um, has preserved my life and has shown mercy on my life despite the targeting, despite what has um, happened to me. Because I can't, I don't know the answers to why. And I don't even search for those answers anymore. But I know that God has preserved me and has shown mercy on me. It's only the grace of God that I'm still here. I know it has to be only through God, you know, that He's preserved me for a reason. Um, and that's the question. That's that's the that's the kind of the answer that I have for that. You know, the question mm-hmm. that you had. Um, right. I think my purpose here is meant just to be a blessing. It may not. I don't know if it's a do some supernatural thing. I don't know about the movie, 
things that we see in the movies anymore about being the one. You know what I mean, Renata? I'm not right. about that. But I think that we all have that potential. That I, um, I'm working and um, I'm working this summer. I usually don't work in the summer, but I am, and I'm working with children from all over the world. And mm-hmm. one thing that and I just wanted to share that about the power of potential that we all have that power of you know to do something great. And I think yeah. being tar- being targeted. Um, it's someone, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting so now with this, not to make these people or whoever's doing this, this bigger than God because they're not bigger than God and this plant for our lives. But um, the individuals who have done this research, who are doing this experiment, they saw something in each one of us who are on this line for a reason to target our lives. We may not have known why. We may not know why. May not ever know why. And I believe is, and maybe is what you said today. Maybe we have a purpose. We serve a purpose. We may not know what it is. I may. I'm gonna put it on myself. I may not know what it is, but I know God preserved me for a reason. And I wanted to share. Um, I've been kind of really focusing on my health, focusing, and I probably, you know, my target will probably pick up even more tonight because of this. But I just feel the need to share some of the things that I've been doing to kind of help in terms of the shielding for myself, please, and please, if you are around a health food store, the magnets, everybody's heard about the magnets, they do work. And mm-hmm. also, if you can look up the benefits of black seed oil, my sister gave me some about, my brother-in-law gave me some about two weeks ago. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, Renata, my, the brain fog from the targeting, the the inflama- you know, the inflammation, the pain, it has relieved a lot of those symptoms that we're experiencing as targeted individuals because of the um you know, the things that are being done to us. It has helped my sleeping the last two weeks have gotten better. I, I can't explain it. I just wanted to share with everyone. It's, it's, you know, I know everyone's in the financial situation is tight, but it is, please look it up, the benefits of black seed oil, and it relieves a lot of the symptoms that we've been, you know, I've been targeted since 2000, that I've become aware of since 2011. And um, I wanted to share also the individual who said that he was bullied. I don't know why after my targeting started, because I believe this is about bullying also, um, that, you know, to get that emotional reaction from us. The uh, even with you, the child, the the child coming through the, um, the, it's really about bullying to cause a reaction from you. And I remember, mm-hmm. I think I was about twelve years old. I was bullied real bad by this girl, and I'll never. And I'm fifty three years old to today. And I'm like, and it, and I remember she just would bully me wherever I go. And I maybe that was a form of targeting, or that uh, is a you form know, of targeting, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. when I was. Yeah, when I was about 12, and um, it was really bad. And I know, you know, and, and we get a lot of, as a teacher, everybody, you know, we get a lot of the workplace mobbing, which is also bullying. Also, Teachers get bullying. bullied by the students, too. Oh, hold on. I Guess what? I've um, talked about children, children being, um, you know, I'm a teacher. So often what they would do, they would give me, some of the most challenging students to work with. I never thought about it until after I became aware of my targeting and, uh-huh. those, and the parents that are sent to um, 
in my classroom. And I just came up with some strategies with dealing with those students. But this year it was very difficult because I had a student. Obviously he was put in my classroom. Um, the principals, of course, the assistant principals, and I don't want to take up all your time, are part of it. And I just no, Nina, up. take your time. Take your time because this is information that we don't normally hear or think about. So this is really important. So go right oh, ahead. Okay. Oh, thank you, thank you. You know, I always think about other people and, that may want to share. So that's just me. You know me. So I um as a and let me tell you what I did this year, which I and I've really been working on is working on how I respond. How you know the 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 roadblocks are there. I know the children are coming. I know the parenting or parents are coming from their principals to other people. And what I decided to do was not respond, not respond to some of the things that was um, happening to me and to mm-hmm. turn it around to something. I know it sounds, anybody that's listening to me, I know it sounds so hard to do to turn it around for some good, but it does work. It does. And even to take some of the people who were targeting me, to make them allies. And you may not, you know, you know I think the woman before was saying that the, there are always people around listening to us. But what if they're listening to only good? You know, they're waiting for something negative to happen, and they're waiting, and they're waiting, and they're mm-hmm. waiting, and they're mm-hmm. waiting. <laughs> you know, and, uh, right. and I'm not, and, I, and guess what? Whatever we're doing doesn't mean that the target is going to stop. Does it mean that we're not going to get that, that I'm not getting it? Does it mean me sharing today? Uh, I think two weeks ago, I was on two weeks ago, and that night I was really targeted very bad. But it's not going to stop me from sharing some of the things that I've been doing to help myself, to relieve myself, and realizing that there um also I was skin. It's, I don't know if you heard of it. I, I was uh, putting some shea butter on me. You know, like the natural shea butter, Renata? Yeah. And I realized they couldn't, I guess, I don't know how the antenna works, whatever the antenna that's in us or the Wi-Fi, whatever that's in us, they couldn't, they were trying really hard, really hard to, um, you know, to, um, to hit me and they couldn't because I was putting, I was moisturized. I don't know if anybody else noticed it. And I, and I said, <laughs> over time that you're Skin. It's very ashy, very dry. It looks very like some itchy. kind of yes. yes, ma'am. It looks like bacteria is on your feet. I don't know if anybody else can share about that. And I noticed that, and I've always been one to take care of myself. But as my targeting proceeded, I wasn't doing it doing it doing very well. Being honest with me, I would take a shower, but now I actually make sure I am in the bathtub. I'm soaking in the bathtub. I'm using some excess salt. I'm taking care of my feet better, making sure that my skin is moisturized, my face is moisturized. I believe I don't, and I'm not a scientist at all. That's part of how this is. They're putting something on our skin to make us more electric, I don't know, or more susceptible to the Wi-Fi. I know it's probably already in whatever the nanotechnology is. And it's covering your skin, something as simple as putting some shea butter. And I actually did it by accident, believe it or not. I was just um, 
you know, just moisturizing my skin and trying some different things to get my my skin. I noticed my skin was so dry. My skin, you know, it was six years of this, from 2010, 2011, and I know my skin, I don't know if anybody else was just so dry and no matter what. I saw the, the baby oil didn't work. You know, that's not natural. But when I put a natural, when I put something natural on myself, I felt like they weren't able to target me at night as quickly. I don't know if anybody else would, um, but I tried. Well, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that, Anita, the shea butter, because my, my arms are very itchy. For some reason, certain spots on my arms are very itchy. And I believe that's from the burning, that's the burning. And when I was um, two weeks ago, and, and I what I do, when was it last week and I was at work last week, I noticed that they, they you know, because they're always watching them, of course. And just before I put the shea butter on, they burned me. They burned because they knew I had been, so they did it before I was able to, um, you know, to, um, and I'm sure they're listening and I don't care. They did it before I was able to, because at night I, you know, take my bath or whatever, then I, you know, oil myself up and I put my stuff on before I go to bed. And they burnt me just before. I, as soon as I sat down on the bed, they burnt me. So I knew I was starting, you know, like you kind of do those, you kind of become your own researcher with what works for you. Yeah. I know I'm, you, you kind of say, oh, okay, they're hitting me at this time. What's working, what's not working? You kind of become their own research person for yourself also. You have to and try you, different things too. Yes, and you have to. And then I, I also found that some things may work for a while, but then they don't work anymore. So you oh, you know why? Else. You know why? Because yeah. they're because they're also learning for what we're doing. They sure. actually came in my car and took some of my stuff out of my car. Yes, yes. Because so they're learning. Okay, because you know, because they're. Gonna, I believe they're going to roll this out. Obviously. To everybody, you know what I mean. We know that, right? So they're yeah. learning. You know, they're learning from what we're doing. But in, at least relieve yourself from some of the pain, because you know, for many of us, for so years, Renata, we didn't know what to do. You know, take aspirin, take this. A lot of us are medicating with alcohol. A lot of people are medicating with painkillers, and we yeah. know over time those things have a. Um, they hurt your body, but the, yeah. from if you get a chance, Renata, please look it up. The black seed oil. It well, you put it, um, when you said that, my husband has all that here. He has every kind of oil you can think of, and he See? takes all of that. He, he's you been taking this stuff for years, and he always tells me take your black seed oil. But I, I've done oh, it a couple Lord. times. He he Did does that. Me? He does the apple um, the apple cider vinegar. Um, yeah. Let's see. There's some more stuff in here he does, and it has really helped him a lot. You got it in you. Well, look, let me just share. If you don't mind me doing I'm going to pull up some benefits for you. I I pull, okay. Let me pull up the right benefits. Just for somebody that may be in a lot of pain today, because I was experiencing a lot of pain, and I charged my phone. But give me one minute, okay, just for somebody. It's not cheap, anybody. I know a lot of us are... Um, Financially, you know, they challenge us. But if, like, my sisters and I, sometimes we just share it, you know. It's $25 on Amazon. Of, um, I'm sorry, I'm just looking it up. It's for somebody. So, excuse okay. me. Okay. 
but just for somebody who's in a lot of pain right now, um, okay. I just looked at his bottle. He has a big bottle of black seed oil. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, everybody, it's it just a uh, chia seed, Hold on. too. It doesn't taste good now. Please. It really doesn't. It's very it oily. It's not. It's like snake oil or something going down. Let me tell you. Hold on, Renata. It does not taste good. Let me tell I had to. I've been on it for two weeks, and the first time I tasted it, I spit it out. I'll tell you. But I had to tell myself. It, it reminds you of like castor oil or something it's, like that. It's, it's ten times worse. <laughs> okay. Let me pull. I got it. Okay. Uh, my my little phone is slow, so give me a second. Okay. And I had just, okay, it's coming. Okay. It's supposed to help with type 2 diabetes. Hypertension, epilepsy. Okay, come on, phone. Don't do that. You know, I just had it up. Excuse me, everybody. I apologize. I just want to make sure that everybody can hear the benefits of it. Um, and it's all natural. It's really all, the, you know, it's all natural. Okay, I just had Okay, it fights cancer, combats MRSA, uh, assists type 2 diabetes, prevents that. Um, uh, let me see, keep on going. Reduces epileptic seizures, and, uh, asthma, helps prevent asthma, reduces high blood pressure. Opiate withdrawal prevents, this is what got me to use it, uh, Renata, prevents radiation damage. Long-term exposure. Oh, we all should be using it for that reason. Yes, ma'am. Long-term exposure to low doses of ionization radiation can increase the risk of death from cancer. This is especially troubling for those undergoing radiation therapy to reduce the size of tumors. Okay, so a group of researchers from the department, I'm on um, the website. You guys can look it up, too, because I don't like to give. um, um, And please do your own research, everybody. It's called Reset Me, the health benefits of the black sea remedy for everything but death. So I don't like to, it's by Luke Sumter. He wrote it December 11, 2015. Um, depression, uh, diarrhea, um, anti-inflammatory, swollen joints, eczema. Uh, but let me go back to the radiation. And this is what got me, you know, when I'm looking for something to reduce what, you know, what we're exposed to. Um, let's see. Radiation, the results of the study was that our brain tissue from radiation-induced stress. That sounds like us. Like um, cirrhosis, psoriasis. That's one of the things that they have there for black seed oil. So like I said, I know uh, if you go on, they have it on Amazon. 
and different. You can go on. I don't know if anybody's been living in New York, and I know they have it at different health food stores there. Oh, it, appetite, it reduces appetite, blood glucose, glucose levels. It helps to reduce um, cholesterol, mm-hmm. um, Alzheimer's disease, dementia. Um, Look at all those benefits. That's a lot. Yes. Oh, hold on. Schizophrenia and Parkinson's disease. Okay, well, you encouraged me. I'm going to go ahead and start taking it again. Yeah, you have it's every gross. It is nasty. It is. It is. But you can do You can put it in a smoothie. You can put it in some. Um, What I do right now, I just take it now. Well, I said, oh, be in pain or take the nasty stuff. You know what I mean? Which one? Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> I really need to take it. I do. You know what I mean? And now, uh, first time I took it, I had to take it. I think I, I told you I spit it out. And then I put it in some applesauce because it is a, it is a, you know, the taste is disgusting, but the benefits outweigh the taste, you know. And uh, I am able to move, but I'm not, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they're going to target me more because they're using us for training anyway. But please don't sit in pain if you don't have to I be know. in pain. Please don't. And uh, Anita, try the um, try the apple cider vinegar too. It yes, has a yes. lot of benefits too. It's nasty too. But yes, yes. And make sure you drink it, with, but you got to dilute that with water. You could dilute it. Yeah, with water. I, I I don't, but I mean you can. I just take mine. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I, I taste mine with water. I drink the water right. when I'm taking it. Well, I guess, and then I'm, and and I, Renata, and I, you know, I think our purpose here, and I, as last week when I was working, because I only work like three days a week, and I work with children from all over, some high school students from all over the world, and usually in the summer I don't work, and what it kind of renewed my faith in humanity, believe it or not. <laughs> Because what it does is that it let me know that everybody, every, we know that a lot of, I thought about these poor children who are just getting ready to get in the world. They're like in 10th grade and 11th grade, and they know nothing of this, most of them. But they still have faith in a better world. And I believe mm-hmm. our job, everybody here, is to make the world better for those children. Mm-hmm. That's our job, you know, and I know it sounds like, you know, a hard task and to make sure that this gets exposed. So no one else should have to suffer like we suffer. No one else should have to go through this. No one has a right to um to decide I'm gonna experiment on another human being and, and do this without consent. No one has a right to do that. And um and I, I believe that's what our purpose is, everyone. You know, that's what I believe, you know, at the end of the day. So, but as we're, this is our situation. How do we make it better? We we take care of ourselves, Renata. You can sit down, you can get delivered, or you you know, or I, I don't, I look, I want to get to, we still got some life in us, Renata. Let's get to living. Get to exactly. living. You can't fight a war. You can't fight a war if you can't walk, if you're not feeling well. We're in a war for our lives. This is a war going on. Mm-hmm. This is a war. This is a war. Many of us are, you know, good people. I had a quote that I wanted to share. I found this quote online. And, I, you know, here, here's the quote. A student says to his master, you talk about peace, 
but you teach me fighting. How do you reconcile the two? The master replied, it's better to be a warrior in a garden garden than a gardener in a war. <laughs> oh, okay. I like that. Okay. like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Anita, for all of your great information and your wisdom. Thank you. And, and I thank you. Personality. Thank you. Thank you, Renata, for just you being you. And I always thank you that you know how grateful that, you know, all of us are for you, for hanging in there, for doing your, doing, I know you're in your purpose because you have helped all of us these last seven years. That I mean, it's been six years now. I can't believe it. And guess what, Renata? We still here and standing. We still mm-hmm. here. The mm-hmm. devil is mad because you. The devil is mad at everybody on this line because we got up this morning. That's right. He's that mad. Awesome. You know. So I thank you. Okay, thank you, Anita. I mean, this personality is so outgoing. Just like you when I grow up. <laughs> Pleasant every day. She just has the best outlook. That's what we need. That's what we need. Star eight. Star eight, if you would like to speak. We had more than one question of the day. One was When did you know you were meant to make a difference, or do you feel that you're made to make, uh, meant to make a difference, or you have a purpose? Um, and do you trust God's will for your life? Because as I grow older, I am realizing that the plans that I have for myself are not even close <laughs> to uh, to where God is taking me. So, uh, But I trust him. I trust him because I know that he knows what's best for my life. So do you trust um, God's will for your life? Hello, Nana. Hi, Renata. Um, I don't feel real chatty today. I'm not feeling great. We moved, and uh, I think that just <laughs> finished me off. But um, the first time I realized that I had a great purpose for my life was um, when I had my children, I felt just like um, I belonged in the world. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I really felt that before. You know, I was here, but I but I had a tremendous sense of belonging when I when I had my children, and um, so you know it's like when you have children, your purpose is set before you. You don't even have to think about what comes next. Actually, <laughs> it's right. just there. The three little boys, anyway, or boys. Um, and uh, the second time that I felt a huge purpose for my life, or maybe that came first. It was becoming a Christian and belonging to God and wanting that for myself and other people and realizing the goodness of it and how and how good it is in one's life and for all humanity. So those are the two times that it was greatly impacted on me and... Um, also, when I became a Christian, I was kind of shy in ways, and in a lot of ways, I was not shy. But when I entered the room, I I felt just as good as anybody else in the room. It, you know, I didn't feel like anybody was better than me. That we were 
all just great. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's a good point, Donna, because I'm I'm kind of just in the last couple of years getting there because I was always so, so socially awkward and uh-huh. my self was so low. So I'm finally getting there, and that's a really good feeling when you do feel confident. You know, you can right. be in a room with other people and you feel you know, just at the same level that they are. So that that's good. Good for you, Donna. Yeah, it's it's not that I always feel that way. It's just that I know that, you know, because of being a Christian, I know that. And so that will take me through awkward places or um, times of doubt, whatever, or even in places where it's hard to be, you know, um, things that come up where you wish you weren't there or uh, wish those people weren't there. And it helps you to get through that. And looking back, I I know I've been targeted probably my whole life. And so when that happened, um, I think it probably helped me survive a whole lot in my life. Anyway... um, I I am facing some health problems that are um, pretty scary to me. Um, I, sorry, lost half, uh, I lost half my eyesight in two days. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I had a, a laser flashback in my eye um, from the neighbor. And, um, yeah, so I, I may have to have an operation on my eye. I'm, I'm waiting to see a specialist. Um, this month and then the other thing um, about six months ago I was given a perfect bill of health in fact my doctor told me that he had not seen children or anyone including himself come through his office as healthy as me in a long time and two days later they hit me in my neck uh, and I have a nodule I have a nodule a, not, a node in my neck, and um, and it's all puffed up and swollen underneath um, by my throat at the top. And uh, they think it, it, well, she was talking about taking my thyroid out. Oh, I didn't like that idea. Well, maybe half of it or, you know. So anyway, I wasn't happy with what she was saying at all. And so she's put me with... Um, a major specialist that I'm waiting to get an appointment with. And um, I don't know, my doctor didn't think it was cancer, but she thought it was a specialist. So who knows? Um, I'm just trying to look at the best side of everything. But I have been getting really, really um, tired, but I think it's probably from everything that's going on. So... Um, that's about it for me today. Uh, onward and upward. Yeah, I, I hope um, your health situation gets better, Donna, and I will pray for you. Thank you. I just want to appreciate that. I just want to say one more thing. Yeah, um, we moved into this really remote area, and the and the and the house is almost hidden, with the exception of like a few neighbors around. And uh, the targeting targeting was really severe uh, the first week. And we went out uh, a couple days ago to um, 
a concert down by the water at the church I was going to, Calvary Chapel. And this family that gave up everything in their life, uh, their home, everything, took their two small children and some in-laws on the road, and they travel the world now. They have an old bus that they go some of the time in. And they're they're just amazing, amazingly talented. And their kids are, they write a lot of the songs. And so, and they can play uh, Freebird like Leonard Skinner, just uh, just like him. It's amazing. And and they play you know different music like Christian music and um, some other oldie good things. So I saw a lot of people, we saw a lot of people down there that, well, when I first got to Gold Beach, I was um, going to that church and and really um, getting active in it. And then as the targeting went on, I started realizing what the mind control thing was for sure. Saturday night, they killed me off, so I couldn't go to church. But... Um, and then, and then we started going to this other church. Um, but anyway, I, the, you know, since we've been seen down there and everything, and these people know that we're not just sitting in the flowers trying to bloom. It, it's, I think it's made a difference. I think it, I think the targeting is less. So, it's good to be connected. We're meant to be connected. The word says right. to be connected. So uh-huh. I just believe in that wisdom with all my heart, and I have always. So that's that's the new challenge uh, is to get out there and not just on a targeting level, but on a human level. Trying to my my idea is that you can't just rush out in a new community or anywhere and just blah 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 blah. Uh, I'm a targeted individual, and this is what I'm going through, and just absolutely wow people off their feet, you know. Right. Maybe, like, if you're in another city or something like that, but in your own community, I I really feel you have to establish yourself. You have to ease into it. You can't just get out there. This is my idea. This is because this is what I've lived, like, there were a couple women that were trying to fellowship me at the beginning when I came here, and they were asking me for dinner and uh, going places, shopping and stuff. And I started talking about my targeting. Boy, they'd see me. They'd run the other way. So this is what I – but then there's a lot of other people that uh, knew me too, and and they're still – well, I think they're starting to believe it. And – so that's just my idea about it. If you want to fit into the community, I just don't believe you can slam that on people right away. It, I think you have to build your credibility with people because you go in there. They don't know who you are or anything else. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, if you want to build those relationships, that's, that's been my experience anyhow. And uh, if Christina's on the phone today, I I want to say I love you, Christina, and um, and I've been trying to get in touch with you for so long, and I I um, I'm here in my prayers all the time. I'd really like to talk with you. Lots I gave her your number. Did she call? 
I don't think so. I my phone is compromised too. Okay, I did give her your number. Um, Donna, um, congratulations on the move. I'm glad you guys moved. Now, are you guys still near the water? Because I know you were one of your places was near the water. Um, well, the one we had had an incredible ocean view. This is more like being in the forest, but it's in a little fishing community, and uh, you've got the majestic. Uh, ocean just less than three minutes away maybe yeah oh, beautiful yeah yeah we're blessed we really are yes well we're just taking it as we can get <laughs> you know what i mean right <laughs> well donna um as I said, I will keep you in, in my prayers, and I hope that everything goes well and enjoy your new house. Thank you so much, and hi, everyone. Bless you. Thank you. I'm going to put you Okay, star eight, if you would like to speak. Two questions for the dip, and then we'll move on pretty soon. Um, when did you know that you were uh, meant to make a difference in the world, or do you believe that you are made to make a difference in the world? That's question number one. And then also, do you trust God's will for your life? Because he has one for your life. Uh, unfortunately, God's plan does not um, unravel right away in our life. Cause I, and I say unfortunately because I'm the type I would love to know things in advance. But <laughs> we're not always privy to that information. Um, and God wants us to trust him. So do you trust his plan for your life? That's the second question. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi, this is uh, Cindy in Sacramento. Did you mean to unhook, uh, you know, uh, have North Carolina speak? Oh, wait a minute. I thought I muted. I'm sorry. I thought I muted Carolina. They're up above you. How are you, Cindy? Oh, recovering from the hospital from surgery and uh I'm still on home um semi hospitalization at home. Um, oh, sorry to hear that. Oh no, I mean life goes on and you have your it's a roller coaster, right? Up and down. Yeah. So yeah. Um was that Lala that spoke right before? No, that was Donna. Donna. Oh, yeah. um, is she in California or somewhere else? No, she's in Oregon. Interesting, though. Still the West Coast, because I ended up with a nodule on the side of my neck. Huh. Maybe it's relative, maybe it's not. You know, it is spider season here. I ended up with spider bites again. Again, I just had this surgery last year only about seven, eight months ago, and I had to have it again. And um, it was a lot of different reasons for it. And um, I'm better now. So I had to stand my ground in in the hospital. They threw the psychiatrist at me uh, real quick, as soon as they could. Turns out that a doctor I had 20 years ago was the admitting doctor from ER, 
And she happens to be the daughter of my original specialist that I saw when I first moved here. And so her father probably doesn't like that I switched to his partner and on and on, just somebody who doesn't like me. And uh, a circle of doctors, a few of them. And um, I just did my ground and I let them know I'm not here for a psychiatrist, especially a wannabe, somebody who's like a nurse practitioner, uh, like a psych nurse practitioner. (laughs) So I just excused all of them. They they do Uh, that. They do that. They do that a lot in the hospital. So I'm glad you spoke up about that. Yeah, I had heard everybody's testimony and their life stories about that. And um, I just dismissed them all with their, you know, nice suits and their, how are you feeling and all the other garbage, right? Because I wasn't just going to let them run me to surgery as soon as they got a hold of me because they will do that. And I feel like I was chipped last time. They had me in there way too long, wouldn't let me see my family, on and on. And I actually got them to take off the schizoaffective schizophrenia label that they have on me. Oh, you got them to remove that? And how did you do that? Um, acting a fool half the time I was in the hospital, only on a very professional level, <laughs> and just standing my ground. And just letting them know I'm not leaving this hospital till you change it, and I will sue you okay. all off the planet. They don't want to hear a lawsuit. No, no doctor, no nurse, no body. And well, I that's, was very gent- that are, that, that's encouraging because so many uh, TIs have um, these false diagnoses. And, uh, yes. And that's good to know that we can get possibly get them to change that. Yes. And um turns out one of the, the ward doctors, one of the floor doctors, guess where she's from? Mather Air Force Base. Oh, wow. The, re- the remaining open you know, VA hospital over there. So I read her the riot act and she disappeared. Okay. Well, my students, I'm like, oh God, you know, my whole heart sunk. So they really gave me one of these tools. You know what I mean? A research tool, monster, Baphomet or whatever you want to call it. Right. So anyway, um, What's the, um, the question is, when did I know I had a call, a purpose? Yeah. And do you trust God's will for your life? You know, I was sailing along, you know. I gave my heart to the Lord when I was seven, not at the church, not my home church, but I gave it at another church, ended up going through their schools, the universities, and I, uh, I went to Christian University, so I, I think I know how to, you know, trust in the Lord um, and teach people how to trust in the Lord, right? But then here came this program and it made it really hard for me because it makes you, they want you to question everything. They want you to, you know, succumb to their gaslighting and, oh my God, I don't know where I put my glasses that you, you decided to come in and break all my extra glasses, all my eyeglasses. And I haven't had any glasses. So, you know, the sister in Oregon, I understand. I lost part of my eyesight as well. Comes and goes. So um, this is a thing, is um, the purpose of God. 
do I, I, again, your question, is that along the same lines, right? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm having a hard time. Whatever you want to say. You can say whatever you want to say. Yeah. Do I trust his guidance, um, the purposes that he set before me, or my, you know, like, um, goal-oriented inspiration, whatever, right? Um, I thought I did, and then, you know, you trust I know his that will he, for your life. That was trust exactly. his, his will. His will for your life. I haven't always. <laughs> and then I do, and I go back and forth. Um, there's this thing called predestination. Despite our own efforts. Okay. Um, my God nephew calls it the universe blessing you and bringing to your life what you need. Um, I think as one of the disciples was a a doubter, it's hard not to doubt. But when you have such evil around you like this, it does cause some doubting. But I, I try to be a fighter and a survivor, be spiritual and um you know the it's like the basics right you get up every day you thank god that you woke up it's the simple things i think it's a simple thing it doesn't have to be like an awe you know from god and you know the angels are appearing and flying around and whirring and whirling you know like it's the end of a holly you know a big epic movie. It's not always that. He said that um, in the word, you know, to give a drink of water, give the the shirt off your back. Mm-hmm. Without doing these simple things, you know, you're not going to enter. And love is the greatest thing. So even to love our enemies, right? So we have these perps in front of us doing all the stuff, breaking your home and the quest- causing questions or trying to gaslight, doing the gaslighting. And it's hard not to say, God, where are you in this kind of stuff? Even to druggings and rapings, you know? And being a Christian, it's like, so you're going to make what is I give to God holy you know, with all of my heart, my body, and then you're going to, you know, come and do things to me. But I think um, when I was um, 20 years old, I came back from a, a camp up at Big Bear, and I felt like children are my calling. That's to help children. And... um I get some of that done, even despite this program. And these people that are doing this to us, they like to abuse children. And so I have had an opportunity to try to help some kids. And what's the other question other than the trust? Do I trust God's will? What's the other question? Do you trust God's will for your life? And when did you know that you were meant to make a difference in the world? When I was in my 20s. Um, my pastor called me up after coming down from Big Bear. We arrived right before evening service, and he called me up, and he said, you know, it's about the kids. You're called to help the kids. And I, in my heart, I'm just like every time, Renata, everywhere I go, it's always kids and young people and young 20s. That, and and um, there's one in my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what 
I mean? It's like all when my pastor prayed over me when I was about 20 years old, and I was like, kids, oh, my God, I can't stand kids. Why? Why? Why me? Why me? And I'm just, I'm kidding, but I love children. It's, you know, they have their little struggles. And if you're around them, you help them if you can. <laughs> and it's just like, no, don't say more. Everywhere I go, you guys, it's just I draw children and teenagers and young people. And it's a, it's a delight, but it's a you know it's a it's a, a challenge, and so that's when I knew I was supposed to make a purpose. Like you know, I had a purpose, and I was supposed to help kids. I was that's supposed good. to help kids. There's a movie. I love children too. Okay. I love them. It's just <laughs> I have to ask for a lot of strength, right? And um, so they run in and out of my house all week and all day. You know. <laughs> But um, and I have to tell them I'm targeted. Lock the door. Lock the doors. You know, lock, keep the windows locked. You know, but isn't it a powerful thing when one of them answers the door to a perp and says, "Cindy, I love you. This is why I'm going to answer this door because I'm six four, and hopefully they won't think about coming back." Right. Is that a is that a blessing? Right. Because. You know, it just is. It's simple. The simple things. Um, love is is the greatest thing. What does the word say? If you speak with the tongues of angels and everything else, then you have not love. It's about love. And it's, you know, your calling, your destiny. Um, but then, yeah. But there's a movie, you guys, and it's, a, it's um, called Choices of the Heart. And it's the gal from Little House on the Prairie, and she's she's a missionary, and to El Salvador during the war, which a lot of this torture program, you guys, comes out of Fort Bragg, the CIA torture schools, and they they use this in Guatemala and in El Salvador, and down in Central America. Okay, so some of the stuff we're going through was honed down there but this movie choices of the heart is about catholic missionaries and this girl from i from that was rich from america went over to ireland and um it's a true story it's about the four nuns that were murdered in el salvador it was three nuns and then this girl that's played by the laura ingles and i forget her name the actress if i don't know do you know who that is renata but she um, decided that she was going to give up her life to help the kids and she said after she had been in El Salvador she went back to Ireland to and and the priest that helped her decide which was Martin Sheen he played the priest that encouraged her to go give her life to the poor and um Laura Ingalls gal she gets up in front of some new students and she tells them who am I who am I not to go into those mountains where those kids run to when their parents are murdered in El Salvador by the military? Who's going to go? Who's going to go get them when they're cold and they're hungry? Who's going to rock them to sleep at night? Mm-hmm. And if you guys can get a hold of that movie, it's on YouTube, Choices of the Heart. And we have callings in our life like that. 
to write that one down. Choices of the heart. It's so powerful, you guys, and it will minister to you about everything that we go through. And we're Christians on here, most of us. And she gave up her life, and, you know, she went there to help people like us that were being tortured Uh and murdered. And we're dealing with military operatives. And they're being taught by people who've come back from wars like that. And I just love you all in Jesus. And who's going to help? You know, there's people that look at us that way. You know that? There's people that know we need to be rescued. That's and true. maybe that day will come. Love you all. All right. Thank you, Cindy. Okay, start eight if you would like to speak. We're going to wrap this segment up in about 15 minutes, so... This is your last opportunity if you'd like to speak. All right. Let me let Cindy on hold. All right. Two questions today. Um, When did you know you were meant to make a difference in the world? And second question, do you trust God's will for your life? Well, do you? If we're being honest, it can be hard. It can be hard because... We can't see the future, which can be scary. But we have to trust him. Hello, Texas. Hello, Texas. Are you there? Sorry, I was on mute. Can you hear me? I can. How are you? All right. Is that too many? Are you there? Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yes. Uh, okay. Question. Yeah, uh, I had a question about the uh, black seed oil, uh, which we talked about a little while ago. Uh, mm-hmm. What about the uh, soft gels? Anybody taking the soft gels? And I guess is that the same as the uh, the the, uh, the, uh, um, the black seed oil uh, soft gels? Yeah. I didn't know they existed. Uh, my husband uses the liquid. He buys the the big one. And he takes uh-huh. it once a day, like a. I think he takes a teaspoonful. I can ask him. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know about the soft gels. I know that with all the stuff he takes, because he takes other stuff like that too. He pre- uh-huh. he prefers the oils and the more concentrated methods. Right. Oh, uh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. the same. It's just in a, you know, I guess a little peel. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that'll take care of that that awful taste because it's not it's not a pleasant taste. Yeah, so that's, that's the reason I asked. Yeah. yeah, I was uh, looking online and people were saying, yeah, this is much easier to take than the uh, liquid. I guess yeah. you know people have trouble with that taste. I guess that it keeps off. So, but the uh, yeah, that's really all I had. And do I trust? God and his will for me, oh, most definitely, because I wouldn't be here talking to you if it wasn't for him mm-hmm. when this all first began, and it was like, what's going on, and, you know, but, uh, yeah, I had to trust him. He brought me this far. I mean, how can I not? Mm-hmm. So. That's true. Now, when did you know that you were meant to make a difference in the world, or do you feel that you're meant to make a difference? Um. I think uh, just 
don't know. I think that was before the targeting. I think I was meant to make a difference before the targeting, but once I figured out that I was targeted, I really knew then I was meant to make a difference. It was like uh, I knew it before, but it kind of, what do you want to say, it um, confirmed when the targeting started. Because I knew something was going on, and I just I couldn't figure it out. And once once it once I did, and you know, seeing the things on YouTube and on the internet, I okay. Now I understand that this fight I'm in. Now I can deal with it better. Mhm. And then okay. of course expo- expose it as much as possible in every way I can. Very good. Good for you. Okay, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Do you believe that um, that you are supposed to make a difference? Some people just don't think. They just think they were born, and there's nothing wrong with that if you feel that way. Um I know that, let me answer the question. When did I feel like I was, uh, I forgot my own question. When did you know you were meant to make a difference? Okay, for myself, and I'm saying this to help someone. I remember people used to say that you never really come into your own until you get older and, like, you know, you start to live your better days as you get older, and I never really understood that. But I could say for me, for um, when did I know I was meant to make a difference, as a young person, I remember feeling like it's something I'm supposed to do, and I remember trying all these different things, and I had so many different interests, but nothing really came to fruition. Um, And I'm saying this because if, if there are people listening that feel like, you know, you may have a purpose but you don't know what it is, don't don't feel bad about that because that's why I'm sharing this story with you guys that my purpose came later in life. It came later in life. And um but I always knew that there was something that I was supposed to do, but I never knew what. I could never quite put my finger on it. Um, but as I got older and I started having more life experiences and, and just trying things, then it all became more clear. And, of course, praying on it, then it it all became more clear. So if you do not know what your purpose is or um, you don't know why you're here or what you're supposed to do or you have all these different interests but nothing quite sticks, don't worry about it. Just keep trying things. And uh, the Lord will make it all clear to you later. Now I know what people um, meant when they would say that, like when you get older, things start to to change for you, and I can really see that now. So, I just wanted to share that with someone. Okay, star eight, if you would like to speak. Hello, New York. Hello, New York. Are you there? All right, put you back on hold. All right, let me see. Hello, are you there in New York? Okay. 
All right, star eight if you would like to speak. Star eight. Hello. Hi, Renata. Yeah. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm hanging in there. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Thank you. Well, I just want to answer your questions. They're good today. They really I like it. Uh, they're both Thank of you. Thank um, you. God's purpose, he's, he's a hard shepherd and master to follow, but he is just. I struggle sometimes, but I notice that I feel better just with the reward of feeling better when I'm obedient. I, I'm, my, I'm, at my, I'm at my personal best when I'm obedient. So, yes, I, I want to follow. He knows best. Do I know what my purpose is? I I didn't see it before the targeting. And truthfully, right now, I, I help, I, I, I activism, but I don't feel yet what's my niche in all of this. So I'm still searching. And I, and I just hope, personally, I hope with the obedience of God, he'll guide me where I need to go. I just don't know what and it he is. will. He will, Lauren. You just you see, you you um, are doing your call now. Um, so you started somewhere, okay? So you you started, and then the Lord will tweak it along the way. Different people, different circumstances, different opportunities will just begin to manifest. So okay. you're you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. And I do trust God. I don't trust man. And I've learned the hard way so much so I can't even be for the cause of trusting targets because at the end of the day, they're mankind too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just things that are, it's just showing me God over man, not man over God. You know, you know what I'm trying to say about that? Yes. Well, what I had to learn, I had to learn. Thank you, Renata. Thank you, Lauren. And tell everyone about your call. Oh, yes, we're doing a call. Um, my call is uh, Saturday evening at uh, 10 p.m. And uh, soon I'm going to uh, rough draft uh, another call, uh, another avenue I sort of want to take on uh, Monday evenings at 9 o'clock. And that would be more uh, so involved with RICO violations, secret societies, um, where we fit in all this is I'm sort of sketching it all out. This is a labyrinth of a lot of nefarious groups, several groups is what I'm really starting to see. And through, I feel, through spirituality with concrete critical thinking, I think we not only will survive, I think we have a chance to fight. Since their only weapon upon us is enslavement based on fear. And I just don't want to see us making the same mistakes that the, that a lot of the, the Jews made with Hitler and stuff. It's fear-based. If we could just press through that, we might have, we have a chance, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm on Thank Talk you. Show Saturday night, 10 p.m. The call is 142-124. 142-124. Thank you very much. Thank you, Renata. Put you on hold. Let's see. 
All right, star eight, if you would like to speak. Star eight. We have about five more minutes. Hello. Hello. California. I'm here. Sorry I had the phone on mute. <laughs> hey, Lala. Hey. How are you? I'm great. I'm about to go take my daughter to the park, and I'm I'm going to listen to you while I'm at the park. Um, okay. What was the question? I forgot. Okay, there are two. Um, when did you know you were meant to make a difference in the world? That's one question. The second question is, do you trust God's will for your life? Yeah, I knew that I was different because I'm the different. I'm the different. I'm the more reasonable one in my family. I'm the different. I'm very different. I'm very, very, totally like different from my whole entire family. So, and I see things differently how how they see it. Can you please not write that in the house? I I see things totally how they see it. So I know that I'm born here for a different purpose. And then, as far as um, I've trust God with everything. I trust him with everything. He has not let me down. Every prayer I have asked, he has not let me down. Mm-hmm. I trust him with everything. And um, I'm trying to. I had found this information about the magnets, and I've been trying to get on this talk show, talk shoot, and um, so I can put the information on there. But my computer is tripping. And it's just, I don't know. So I'm trying to put the, um, I have found some really good information about the magnet, and I, I wanted to share it with the people online, so I'm going to post it on the on the computer about the good benefits that it has. I try to post it, but I have to use my daughter's name because it won't let me, it won't let me use, because I tried a long time ago to get on talk show, it won't let me use my name. Hmm. Well, I hope you get it done. <laughs> I'm trying. I don't know how this talk shoot thing is difficult. It keeps saying buffering auto, please wait. I've been waiting forever. I uh, know. Don't you hate that? I think you probably have to put it in a different format to get what it to upload faster. Um, like if you're doing, let's see, I haven't done it in a while. If you're doing, let's see, what's the different formats they use? Um Oh gosh, give me a minute. Well, I'll call you later because I'm gonna have to. I have to remember. But there's different. There's different form. You trying to upload to YouTube? No, I'm gonna talk to, and I'm trying to put the information in there, and it showed it in there, and then it locked me out. It kicked me out. So when I came back in, it was gone. So you trying, trying to, to put repost- a recording? Are you trying to put a recording? Or are you trying to type something in? What are you trying to do? No, the information about the magnets that I sent you the other day, that, that, that with all that good for information about the magnets, mm-hmm. I was trying to post that in there. In where? Like on onto somebody's um, talk to page or what? On on your thing, um, the conversation, where you have a conversation on the... In the, the comment section? Yeah. Oh, well, right, okay, I'll tell you what I see. It says, targeting harasses logged in into chat. So it says targeting harass is on call. Then it says so far, so far, all the way to Maryland is on call. South Africa, that's what it says. Oh, okay. And I'm so trying to get into the actual chat room. I don't know okay. how to get in there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, start over. Okay, open up a new browser and go to uh, talkshoe.com. Just close that out. 
close it out. Uh huh. And then go to go back on to talk show. Okay, do I close all of them out? Okay, no, just so. just your talk show tab. Just close down the talk show tab. Okay, and then then okay. And then go back in. Your so are you in talk show now? Okay, no, it says um talk shoot community voice chat group calling conference uh teleconference. Sign in, join call, talk community. Talk shoot community. Okay, so mine looks a little bit different than that. Okay, do you see where you put in the code? Okay, so put in one one four six one six. Okay. One one four six one. Okay. And then hit go. Okay, I hit it. Now I see your name. Okay, so click on conversations and support. Okay. Okay, I did that. And then click join or whatever that says. I don't know what it says. I'm trying to follow. Join in or yeah. join live? A join, uh, join in. Try join in. Okay. Okay, now do you see the chat room and everything there? It's the same thing that I saw. Okay, so then go back and do join live. Okay. Maybe that's, that's the one, one you need to be. Okay, and then I did that one, and then it did. It still showed me the same thing. Okay, what do you see? Okay, so it says uh, talk now, use any phone to dial in, and this is talk or click in, uh, shoe phone, click to connect. No, 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 the shoe phone. You don't want the shoe phone. Do the other one. Uh, dial in? Yeah. Dial Okay. Oh. Cool. Uh, shut up. Go away. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't see nothing. It's weird okay. cartoon stuff. Okay. Well, we're going to have to work on it later because I'm not sure. Okay. It, it should be very easy to get in, so I'm not I'm not sure what's going on. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, you help me with it later. I'll try. I'm okay. You. Okay. All right. I'm gonna put you on hold. All right. Thank All you, right. Lala. I'll, I'll right. we'll work on it later. Okay. Because I'm not okay. sure. What's... Okay. Oh, you know what, Lala? I can see you. Wait a minute, Lala. I can see you. Are you there, Lala? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. It's not Lala. This one's Lala. Lala, are you there? You can see me? Yeah, I see where you came in and you left a bunch of times. See? Yeah, I don't know why you can't see. I see Samaria's name. I don't know why you can't see see the chat room because I can see you came in and you left like about 10 times. Really? Mhm. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll work on it later. I'll just try to guess and see what happens. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Okay. Star eight. If you'd like to speak, we are pretty much done with this uh, part of it. Hello, New York. Hello, New York. Okay, I'll put you on hold. Hi, James. Hi, Renata. How are you? Um, okay. Um, we're uh, Donna and I are just getting used to being in the new house, you know. I know. Congratulations on the move. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, you had uh, 
the two questions. One of them, when when did I have the idea I could make a difference? And that was um, soon after, well, I don't know, maybe six months or so after I was targeted, I realized that. Uh, okay, let me, let, though, excuse me, James, excuse me one second. Okay, Lala, if you're listening, I can see that you just logged in. So you should be able to see now so we can see you. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, James. Okay, so um, I realized that even though I was kind of a follower, I I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't a leader. I was a more you know a follower, mm-hmm. and although I'm not a um, one of those people people who just follows and takes orders um, at all, I'm, I think for myself. Mm-hmm. So even though I was a follower, I realized even you know with my minimal things that I'm doing, I'm helping people. And it seemed like they needed the help. And so I tried a little more and actually it gave me confidence in myself because I never really had confidence, a a Mm -hmm. lot of confidence. So um, it seemed, you know, and then people started to depend on on me doing things and I thought you know I could do this so I don't uh, I'm not a you know I don't think I'm a big advocate for for you know TIs but but you know when I look at it and I'm not doing it it seems like I may be more important to that than I know even so I don't I don't uh, try to minimize it anymore because like, people do, you know, look at my stuff. Oh, yeah. You're very helpful, James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never thought that I was. But, but now I, I, you know, I have to keep re- reestablishing what it is that I'm doing. So and when did I trust God to be in my life? Is that what it was? Do you trust God's will for your life? Because his yes, plan for well, our life is different than our plan. <clears throat> so do you do you trust his plan for your life? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I I realized that I, well, I, uh, I, I was a Catholic when I was younger, and I kind of I gave that up actually. And then since Don has been in my life, I realized that I trust God more and more, and um, so I was saved and. 2016, and I I think that was wonderful. And um, so, yeah, I have to keep evaluating all of that, too, because, you know, it's part of my life. And um, so those, yeah, those two things that I just mentioned kind of go together, I think. And... um, we where we moved into it's not um it's not well we had higher hopes for what it what it would be and it's pretty much like everybody already knows that it is that you can't get away from the herps and even in right. the new house we have not um uh, but i didn't think they would be able to uh do this so quickly they uh the man there's down our street there's two neighbors, and it's kind of like on the end of a street. And, well, no, it's not the end of a street. There's a turn, but it's, if there's no, we can't even see the, the neighbors further down the street, so they don't even 
down into it, and there's trees separating us. But but the two neighbors that are right near us, one in back of me and one in front of me, uh, in front. Um, so I'm on down the street. Uh, I'm on the left side of the street, and there's somebody in back of me, directly in back. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's somebody on the other side of the street. And the one in back, I didn't really, I you know, I didn't expect the, him to do this, to allow somebody to move on to their property with a camper, which is very weird. And now we have to do something about it. And also uh, across on the other side of the street, there's no nobody moved in, but um, they are hosting a weapon in their, you know, uh, an outbuilding that they have. So I'm going to have to maybe do something about that. Um, and what I thought I could do is we've done this before. Well, I've done this to a certain extent, and I think it's working out we live in a small town we lived in a small town gold beach which is prior to moving here and uh so i can donna doesn't want me to talk about which town we're in right now our address so i'll just talk about gold beach it's also a small town and uh about three thousand people um and they have a police force of about i don't know several maybe three or four people and they actually closed their police station at two o'clock in the morning, which is similar to here, I think. And um, so it was possible to meet all of the police force. And um, and in Gold Beach, they also have sheriff, because it's the county seat, they have sheriffs and state, state police, which we haven't, we have never met those. Um, I can only go so far with police. I, I I don't actually, I can't say that I actually trust police. I, I wish I could, but I don't think you can in these days, um, especially for targeted individuals. But the police force I met, the police, the three police I met, um, seemed honest. They seemed, you know, forthright, and that is they uh, seemed to be what they were presenting they seemed to be themselves and they said they didn't know anything about the targeting and i don't know i i think possibly most of them should know and if they don't they should find out because it's such a such a radical difference to our society and you know we've got this invisible police force who is supposed to be protecting us in the name of security but they're uh, they're attacking us and i found out that it's the program that they're in is really the phoenix program which is a holdover from vietnam and they keep bringing it back and they brought it back and put it in iraq and afghanistan and all a whole bunch of other places and somebody also mentioned uh, south america where um there is a lot of uh, there was a lot of death squads and whatnot well here they're death squads this is really death squads they're trying to kill us it's an assassination program the phoenix program so i thought it you know getting back i thought it was important to number one meet the police because if you call the police where you are 
you could be in a place where the police are involved and you don't want to call them in that case. But if you meet them, like I like I tell you, if you can meet all of them and if you can especially meet the ones who will come on the call, you know, if you call the police, and you almost have to call the police sometimes. It gets so intense. You know, when I find when I first move someplace, um, they ratchet up everything they're doing to me and uh, what they're trying to do is break you and get you to act out so that you uh, expose yourself and you know people think you're crazy in that case so you never want to act out you never you always want to you know if that if it starts to come to that and you realize hey I'm I'm just losing it here you got to back off and Go, you know, contain yourself. For me, I like to take a shower because they're always, oh, this, this is also somebody mentioned this. They, um, they get chemicals or maybe, you know, let's call it drugs even. They get drugs on me from, you know, caches of chemicals on the walls or wherever. It, oh, they're also, they're putting them on, uh, I believe they're on our... Uh, our carpet, our carpet needs to be replaced, and I, you know, it looks like there's chemicals on the carpet. I've seen that n- numerous times. And if you go and uh, shampoo the rug, you'll remedy that. I'll I'll go over a little. I I guess I shouldn't take too much time here. Um, I find that the chemicals, you know, on the rug or on the wall, they get them on you with um, by ionizing the chemicals and tr- and transporting them via uh, chemical vapor deposition, you can look that up. It's um, CV. Okay, CVD. The letter C, Victor David, and um, it's at one atmosphere and um, one atmosphere pressure, and and constant temperature and pressure, uh, if you know about that. So it covers everything, and, and it will. this is the way I believe they're transporting the, these chemicals to you. It's, a, it's an off-the-shelf industrial process, and they can use it to um, put transistors on a, you know, a one-inch square of uh, silicone, and they can etch those in there. So this is very fine. Uh, getting them on you is very easy and it's very, they can put them very, like within a millimeter, I would say. Um, and they get them all over you. They give you a shower basically with the stuff if they've got it. And if, if they don't, they get it in strategic places. And what it does is it increases the electrical conductivity of your skin. I'll just say that. So, um, anyway, getting back to where I was is complicated. Then you say so you meet the police and then. When you call the police, you have a, a somewhat of a relationship with them, and you know that they are not going to bring you in, drag you into the hospital. You know, so you you won't have that um, cloud of fear hanging over you or or apprehension. When you call them, you can call them with confidence, and um, you know, just talk to them, and don't don't make it too complicated like I tend to do sometimes. Uh, make it simple. 
make your explanation to the police simple enough that anybody can understand it and have um have it make sense don't have like do the work for them you know they're into okay someone did this and they have this that they did it with and um so you can you know fill in the blanks as much as possible so they don't have to do a lot of interpretations and you might get what you want you might get you know i was even thinking well what do i want i want the people the perps that are have moved in you know if they're really doing that i want them to leave and that's all i want i don't you know you can't expect that they will arrest the people you have to have a reasonable uh doable it has to be doable for them expectation of what you want from the police if you what you want is not you know it's not going to work and it's not doable you might as well just save your breath and not mention it because you're going to screw yourself up but if you what you want is doable then you may be able to get their help so i thought what i want is for these people to get the heck out of here and so that is doable and so when the police come what you do is you know since i was i bought the place it's mine and these people just moved in after uh, they knew i was going to move here then it is doable for the police to, to ask that person to leave because they're being a, a menace you know they're murdering me really and the person in back of me has as uh um, you know, for money, they're helping them. And I'm sure they, they, he may not know everything that's going on. He, they, might, they may not tell him that they're torturing me with directed energy weapons. And um, so I, I can give him a little slack, and it will help everything that I make a realistic. It's kind of a realistic, you know, step-by-step procedure you can write it yourself step one step two step one meet the police step two have a problem call the police step three you know don't crush your neighbor you're into getting rid of the uh perps you're not into into crushing the neighbor because he helped and you know maybe you can't help it so uh okay so that i think that's all i wanted to say i think i think it's i think people can use that and um tell me what you think thank you thank you james um i think it is a good idea to meet the police like you were saying but a lot of people are kind of leery of that i know i'm so heavily targeted by police i just can't even see doing that me personally because i'm so heavily targeted by them um and i like you mentioned that you don't really trust them. I unfortunately do not just because I know that they're so involved in my um, targeting, but it it is still a good idea. And also I I will just throw this out there because this, this crossed my mind. It's kind of unrelated, but a little bit related um, because you and Donna just moved and you mentioned the police. Um, I know before we moved here. So if anybody is planning to move, I called the police department and I asked about the neighborhood. Now we know that the that the perps are coming pretty much wherever the target goes, but I did call to ask about the neighborhood and the crime in the neighborhood and you know what they thought of the neighborhood. So that's also a way to um to utilize the police. Just kinda 
get a feel for what's going on in the neighborhood. Uh, that'll help you to decide whether or not you want to move there. Mhm. Mhm. And also yeah, drive by at night because things change at night. <laughs> things change yes, a lot that's true. at night. Yeah. Well, you know, in my case, they have three police, so it's not hard to meet all of them. Go over to the police oh, station okay. and you, can, you know, just shake their hand, and um, you know, you'll and there, there find is that, a there is a police. I forget what they call them, but there is a police assigned to each neighborhood as well. So it's probably good uh-huh. to meet that that officer too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these yeah. this is not a very big place. It's pretty small, so you can. Meet them and get a you know get a feeling whether you if you call the police what to expect because you've already met the cop and, and under good conditions and um, you know it can work out I I you know I'm still kind of leery and you should be leery because of all the things that happen like what Renata Renata says uh, it does happen because I, I when I called the police oh about a year ago back in Gold Beach. Um, it was about I don't I forget who was somebody who we saw right outside our window, right outside mm-hmm. they were they were like crouched down right, right outside the went at the door really, and we call the police, and it's uh, the, the you get the dispatcher you know and they ask what's your emergency, so you tell them, well this happened three times we called in the same night and no police came, funny. So then, on another night, we, you know, we realized somebody broke into our house. So we called the police again, and um, this time we did get the police to come over because I was like, I was not going to have that happen again. You call the police and you want them to show up because, what, you're getting murdered or something, and and nobody comes. So, um, so we found out from the police that came that day that the person. Uh, person who answers the call, what do they call that? The dispatcher mm-hmm. did not tell the police that we called. They did not pers- they purposely did not tell. So this is what perps do. And so there's a, you know, in in that town, there's a, somebody who works for the police department as a dispatcher, but they choose who they're going to tell the police that you called, and which is you know that's perping. And um, so I, okay. I, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Um, Lynn in the chat room has a question. She says, okay. I am curious I am curious as to what he feels is reportable and what can they do? Well, what I feel is reportable and what can, and should be uh, anything or nothing is you, that you should tell the police about. You should tell the police nothing unless you think there is something they can do about it. And you can ask them, or you know, but don't do it when the emergency is there. You have to ascertain this before because anything you get into that's unknown, that you don't know the outcome beforehand, it could work to get you in the hospital or in jail. So, um, and you know, I've seen that happen both ways. I've been in the hospital, which is very disconcerting. I went to the hospital for uh, uh, abdominal pains because I had kidney stones, and boy, they they socked me in there. You know, so there are those that will do that, and they will bring them to you. You have to watch uh-huh. out for it. So, so the, the reportable things and the 
are the same thing as the um, emergencies that you might have. And it, so she wants. So Lynn wants to know what what have you been reporting? What kind of things have you been reporting? Okay. Well, break-ins because you you know that's what the police are for: breaking and entering and uh, um, vandalism. We've got some vandalism back in Gold Beach. Um, and directed energy. So that's kind of like an iffy thing, the directed energy. But if you have proof, and you have to have proof, if you don't have any proof, you have to uh, assert that this, you know, tell them that this is uh, this is a war crime, this is torture, a whole, you know, there's a whole litany of things you could say about it. And you have to say it with confidence, and you have to Say that tell the officer that this is your country too, and we have to, you know, be Americans. And you know, I, I that's kind of like that's kind of iffy, and I wouldn't tell anybody to call about that. But we get hit so hard, and they're trying to get us to uh, compromise ourselves to go into the hospital or whatever because they, you know, that's their procedure. So we have to be able to, you know, sometimes it's so intense that we have to do something. And if reporting it is the last straw, you know, don't get your don't don't act out, don't don't um, retaliate, which I have done in the past, but don't do that because it's going to get you locked up, and you, you know, in other words, so if you're if you're being hurt and you there's nothing you can do but to uh, well, you don't feel there's anything you can do, and then acting out is not the Way call the police because it's not going at that point. You um, what am I trying to say here? You 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 have no choice. So if you have no choice, then that's probably a good thing to do. I don't I don't think that really answered. I, I'm going to have to think about what I'm saying here because I know people are going to ask me this again. And anyway, Renata, do you do you see what I'm getting at? Yes, I do. I do. Um, I have to say, though, and I think you you said it, that it is very risky to mention the directed energy to the police. It is risky. And I'll tell you, there's really nothing I see that they can do because they're not going to go in someone's house looking for directed energy. They're not going to do that. Um, So I don't know how they would help with that other than just to document it for you. Right, to document it, uh, you know, I've also noticed you have to follow up on that documentation because they won't do it. They don't want to do it. So but you have the to risk force is that you, can't, you really can end up in a mental institution. I'm, I have known that to happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. that's I, You know that I, I was. It happened to yeah. me. But yeah. I've also ran across police who want to do the right thing. I had guns. They could have taken them from me, but they didn't. They checked everything they were very thorough but the the police that i was in confronted with in washington state did not take my guns they knew i had them and um, they were trying to do the right thing and i've also run into police who are in with the perps and they will take your guns and they will do you know anything for them it's crazy yeah Okay, James. Well, we need to move on. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you for letting me speak. No problem. 
And I'm glad mm-hmm. you guys got moved. Yes. It's very um what a big load off our minds because it was very hectic. You know, for older people, moving is very stressful and you should only do it, you know, if you know all the outcomes and you know if you have a plan. So that's all yeah. I want to say. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, Delta in the chat room, you said you wanted to share something. So call in quickly because we need to wrap it up. Call in. And if you've already spoken, I'm going to leave you on mute for a minute because we need to move on. Okay, I'm I'm waiting, Delta. Oh, let's see. Where are you? I don't know. Okay. You must have been in New York. You hung up. Okay. Well, we're going to move on. All right. So let me find. Okay. So last week we added two new things. Uh, we added two two new segments to this call. And one is a group challenge because uh, if we challenge ourselves, we can grow. This is how we grow. If we just stay still and we stay in our comfort zones, we we won't grow. We won't grow, okay? So um, it's really good to give yourself daily challenges, um, weekly challenges, and, and to encourage uh, and to encourage this, I thought it'd be good to do group challenges, okay? So we weren't here last week, but the week before, the challenge was to uh, find something to laugh about every day during that week. And um, I hope you guys participated. I know uh, uh, two weeks have gone by, so you guys may have even forgotten. Um, but I try to, I try to write down some of the things that I laughed about. Um, uh, one of the days I laughed with uh, one of the TIs. I can't remember what what it was. It was probably one of my dry jokes because <laughs> I have a very dry humor. I know that, but I remember laughing. Um, Another time, I was talking to uh, to my son about uh, basketball because you know we just had the championships here in Oakland, and um, and we were talking about different players, and I said something about I said oh yeah because Joe Montana we were talking about basketball I said oh yeah because Joe Montana is good, and my son said ma that's football. And we just cracked up laughing because we were talking about basketball, and I mentioned a football player. So just little things like that um, we can find humor in and, and just not take um, uh, take uh, life so serious. And then I was watching uh, Family Feud, which I really don't watch, but they happened to be on, on the television that day. And Steve Harvey, the host, he said to the contestant to name something that rhymes with pork. And the guy said, you pine. And I fell out laughing. Steve Harvey fell out laughing. The audience fell out. Like, Upine does not even remotely rhyme with pork. So it's just little opportunities like that that we can find some humor in. So if you participated in that group challenge last week to find um, something to laugh about every day, start eight and, and just tell us how it went. You may not remember um, exactly what you laughed about, but just. Tell us if it made you feel better. Hello, Jerome. Are you there? 
yes, I am. Hi. Yeah, hi there. Yeah, um, you know what? Uh, for my challenge, I'm always try to I always try to find ways to promote laughter in my life. Um, but there was a Martin Lawrence, and everyone's got to know the comedian Mar- Martin Lawrence. Oh yeah, special on. Yeah, it is special on HBO, and I I was just watching his uh, special, and just you know a lot of it you can relate to, and some of it you can't, but um. Yeah, he he manages he manages uh, you know he, he gets a laugh out of you. He managed to put you in a lighter state of mind. So um, uh, when I'm feeling a little bit in need of uh, humor and sunshine and uh, and illumination, I just uh, I just go to comedy specials. I just watch a comedy movie, you know, or. One of the best ways to get a good laugh is to just observe children. They the way they do oh, yeah. things is funny as hell. <laughs> you know? The way Very they true. Yeah, the 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 way just watch them playing in the park. Just watch what they're doing. It's just it's just they're just a one they're just they're just a circus in, uh, by themselves, right? So um you know, just just watch children and and uh you know, T V comedy special. Stay away. There's so much satan. What would you say? Satanic energy, satanic <clears throat> programs now on TV. There's so much zombies and you know people uh, chopping up each other and eating. TV is getting so intense and so satanic. So you got to watch what you uh, what you uh, what you observe on the television. Um, so I do a lot of comedies, a lot of comedy shows, a lot of comedy uh, Blu-rays. Uh, oh, good. Just yeah, just keep myself right and to keep my uh, sense of humor, you know, and just uh, a lot of laughing at yourself also, because don't laugh at other people if you can't laugh at yourself, you know. And sometimes mm-hmm. you may, sometimes you may be doing something and you just. You just catch it and go, that was really messed up. That was really funny. <laughs> That's you know? true. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I keep it, uh, try to keep it light. I sound like an intense individual, and mostly I am. And sometimes I just got to bring it back a little bit and just, uh, you know, let laughter be uh, laughter be a major part of uh, of my life. You know, you need that to in- release those Special endorphins, because you you can't really hype on this problem all the time. It's very unhealthy for you uh, psychologically, spiritually, physically. You know, so yeah. What what I do is just I just uh, tune in to a TV and I watch those comedy specials. I just things that to promote uh, radiance in my life. You know, so. Yeah, mostly that's what uh, what I do. That's all I got to say. Thank you, Jerome. Thank you. Okay, so that was last week's challenge. Um, this week's group challenge, and I hope you guys write this down because it's really important that we challenge ourselves. And if we challenge ourselves as, as a group it will encourage other people to, you know, to join in because it's a, it's a group effort. So you know that you're not alone in, 
in doing these things. Um, but before we go into uh, the coming week's challenge, uh, what we're going to talk about next is the other new thing that we brought to the call, which is to talk about what's good. So think about what's good. It could be anything to I saw a beautiful flower to the weather is pleasant. It could be anything you want to share, okay? It's just uh, us thinking more positive. We have to retrain ourselves to to appreciate the good things and to look for those good things because it's not all bad. There's a lot of bad going on in our life, but it's not all bad. It's just not. Um, all right. So think about what's good. We're coming to that next. Before next week's challenge, let me read something really quick. Next week's challenge is to um, to step out of your comfort zone. Really try every day to to figure out what's uncomfortable um, or what has been uncomfortable for you. And I think we all have some uncomfortable things um, that we don't want to deal with, or, or we may really, really want to do something, but it's just too unpleasant. Um, maybe we know we're going to be targeted if we do that thing or whatever it may be for you. Um, but I challenge you, I challenge you to step out of your comfort zone. So I'm going to read this article that will help us um, understand and give us a, a little insight into how to uh, to step out a little bit. Okay, this is called Five Benefits of Stepping Outside of Your Comfort Zone. And so I found this on Psychology Today. I'm not going to read the whole article, so you can read it on your own, um, but I'm going to just read a little bit of it. Each of us has our own comfort zone, which more than an which more than an actual place is a psychological, emotional, behavioral construct that that defines the routine of our daily life. Being in one's comfort zone implies familiarity, safety, and security. It describes the patterned world of our existence, keeps us rel- relatively comfortable and calm and helps us stay emotionally even, free from anxiety and worry to a great degree. Creating a comfort zone is a healthy adaption for much of our lives, but so uh, so is stepping out of our comfort zone when it's time to transition, grow, and transform. But experiencing a little stress and anxiety now and then is a good thing too. If all you ever do is strive to stay wrapped up in your little cocoon, uh, keeping warm and cozy, you may be missing out on quite a lot. Maybe no new experiences, no challenges, and no risks. And looking at the bigger picture of your life, if you can't step out of your comfort zone, you may experience difficulty making change or transitioning, growing, and ultimately transforming. In other words, all those things that define who you are and give uh, your life personal meaning. Very simply, what we fear most about challenging ourselves is that we may fail or get hurt in the process. But truth be known, most of us have the ability to rise to the occasion, overcome hurdles and obstacles, and actually succeed in accomplishing something new and challenging. Okay, there's a little bit more here. Um, Here are five huge benefits of stepping out of your comfort zone. Your real life is out there waiting for you. Your real life exists beyond the bubbles of your own personal thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. 
Your real life is the sum total of all of your experiences, not just the ones you're comfortable with. That's really important to note. Um, Challenging yourself pushes you to dip into and utilize your personal store of untapped knowledge and resources. You have no idea what you're made of unless and until you venture outside of your familiar world. Take risks, regardless of their outcome. And, um, excuse me, take risks, regardless of their outcome um, and their growth experiences. Even if you make mistakes or don't get it right the first time, there's always these experiences you've had to tap into for, uh, for the future. There really is no such thing as fail. If you, if you have something, if you get something out of that experience, then you did not fail. And just so you know, fail, reframe, means first attempt in learning. Don't settle for the mediocre just to avoid stepping out of your comfort zone. It's too big, it's too big of a price to pay. Your challenges and risk experiences are cumulative. Every time you try something new, allow yourself to be open to whatever experiences arise. You are learning and expanding your repertoire of life skills and self-knowledge. As you do this, you are also expanding the size of your comfort zone. Leaving your comfort zone ultimately helps you to deal with change and making change in a much better way. Life transitions are all about change. Each time you transition, you move to another level. Inevitably, these, um, these life transitions transform you, okay? So, again, you can find this article. Let's see, did I read it all? Oh, no, there's a little more. It may seem overwhelming and daunting to step into the unknown, but instead of thinking of the big picture, it may be easier to break down what you want or need to accomplish by making small changes. Small changes accumulate, and each change builds up on the last one. Soon enough, you have a series of small changes leading up to the big picture. Try to make small changes that take you out of the everyday um, and familiarity, uh, yet you are not too emotionally challenged. We are all such creatures of habit. Change your daily and or work routine. Try something new, new food, music, activities you've never done. Undertake a creative project and any kind. Uh, undertake a creative project of any kind where your thinking is channeled in a whole new way and newness to your life. Um, be open to new experiences. Okay, so where this says um, try something new, uh, new food, new, new music, activities, and things you've never done, undertake a creative project. Okay. So that's what I've been doing, you guys, and I'm telling you, it is really, as this article says, it is really transforming me. I have, I'm I'm still doing, I think the other week, the last week we were here, I told you guys how I've been doing um, little DIY projects and uh, uh, planting things in a pot because I have a lot of weeds, so I'm not planting in the ground but I'm doing little potted plants, which I'm paying like 50 cents for the pot and $1.99 for the plant, and I'm planting them, I'm watering them, watch them grow. Um, uh, painting, I'm gluing stuff and spray painting. Let me tell you, I feel wonderful. 
I feel wonderful. I'm getting back to me. These are the things that I enjoy dabbling in. I never got real serious with, with this kind of stuff with arts and crafts when I was younger, but I had a very small interest in it, and now it's blossoming, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm walking around my house. I'm seeing things that I created. I started feeling this real strong drive to just create something. That that feeling just overwhelmed me for a couple of weeks. And I believe it was God's way of telling me to get back to that, get back to what you enjoy. And by doing that, I'm taking the focus off the targeting, and I'm putting it on you. Um, and, of course, you know, they want to try to interrupt anything that you do and anything that you enjoy. So I'm buying my crafts yesterday, minding my business, leaving everybody alone. And this lady says, you taking pictures of me. And I just was like, okay, here we go. So then she she threatened me. Then she followed me to my car, and she called 911. And she said, I'm calling 911 or you or whatever. I was like, okay. Because you know what? I wasn't going to get triggered by that because, like I said, I was feeling good. I was I was trying to buy my craft, and um, and I wasn't buying into that. So just for anybody who gets easily triggered, don't go for it. Don't go for it because it's all a setup. And um, when we share on these calls, it's very important, very important for you to share um, any experience that you may have. And I say that because in that moment, when she was, I'm calling 911, and I filmed it. I filmed some of it, some of her calling 911. I didn't get as much as I probably should have. Um, but I did get a little bit of her doing that. And um, and I thought about Cheryl, who I haven't heard on this call. So if anybody has her number, I lost her number, um, Cheryl from Sacramento. But anyway, um, Cheryl goes through this all the time, where the perps do things to trigger her, um, and then they call the police on her, and the police come out, and there's this big scene. So when the lady did all that 911 drama, and I heard her talking to 911 and reading off my license plate and all of that, um, I thought about Cheryl. And, and immediately I said to myself, I will not get caught up in this. I will not. I will not. Nope. I will not be triggered. I will not fall into the trap that this lady is trying to set for me, wants me to create this big scene so the police will have a reason to, you know, to do whatever they want to do. And you guys know I'm heavily targeted by the police. Um, so I told her, okay, well, do what you need to do. I'm going to Walmart to get my crafts because she was not going to mess up my day. These crafts have been everything for me. <laughs> they have been everything for me. I'm telling you, this is really helping me to to just get into me to just get into me and take the focus off of the targeting. So I did. I went on. She was on the phone with 911. I went in Target. I told myself I sent up a prayer, and I said I'll, I'll deal with it if I need to. If I come out and they're there, then, hey, I'll just deal with it then. But for now, I'm going to get my craft, and I'm not going to stand here and engage in this. And I didn't. So for any of you who experience that kind of stuff, do not engage in it. That is what they want. And I'm going to tell you something else. The way you know or the way I know that um, that it's, it's all a setup and this is all targeting mess is because you look around and you see other perks right there, ready to witness, ready to say, oh, yeah, she did this, she said that. 
there was nothing that lady could have told the police because I didn't say one word. The only, well, no, I did say a few words. I said, um, what did I tell her? I said, do what you got to do. I'm going in Walmart to get my craft. That's what I told her. And that's what I did. So, um, and I, I thank God for that because I was not always in that place. I grew to that place. We have to know the tricks of the enemy. The Bible tells us, know the tricks. We have to know the tricks of the enemy. It's all a setup, okay? Call 911. I don't care. No crime here, so I don't care what you do. I'm going in. I'm not going to stand here and argue with you. I don't know you. You'll know me. I'm gone. And I came out. She was gone. They were gone. I'll probably put it on YouTube because she did threaten me. Um, but I, I just said I'll deal with it later. I'm, you're not going to take my joy. I'm going to do my crafts, okay? So find something, you guys. Find something because the more we um, take the focus off of them, which is what they want all of our attention, okay? The more we take the focus off of them, the more we are focusing on ourselves. You deserve to focus on you. You deserve to do the things that you enjoy. And the only way you're going to get to that place, the only way I got to that place, is to constantly challenge myself. Constantly. Set the bar higher and higher for myself. You have to take baby steps. You do. I've had to take baby steps. I still I have a mighty long way to go. I'm not saying I made the trip because I have not made the trip. But I am learning to step outside of my comfort zone now, let me add this, as long as it's not going to hurt you, okay? If it's going to cause you great anxiety, I won't even say if it's going <clears> to <throat> cause you anxiety because it probably will, but you have to challenge yourself past that because I have overcome um, major anxiety. I still get low levels of anxiety at times, but I know how to manage it now. Um, so just so you know, anxiety can be managed. It can. You just have to learn the techniques to doing it. And one of those things I say is there's a scripture that says, be anxious for nothing. And anxious, the Bible speaking of anxiety. Anxiety is just a lower level of fear. So I will quote that to myself when I get into those situations. Be anxious for, Lord, you said be anxious for nothing. Help me through this. And I go on because I refuse to let these people control my every move. I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. Um, several people have mentioned, uh, I, I know, um, well, I'm not going to call out names, but several people have mentioned how the airplanes fly over them constantly. Okay, I'm getting that now. It's not going to work. It's not. I don't care how many planes they fly over me. It's not going to work. I'm going on with my life. I'm going to constantly challenge myself. I'm going to constantly trust God's plan for my life, which is what we were talking today. And, and, and I hope that you all do the same, okay? So fly all the planes you want to fly bring all the police car. I don't care. I'm like so sick of this. I'm going on. Okay. Send all the perps, whatever. Okay. So we have got to be determined to live the life that God has intended for us to live. No matter what they do, I cannot control them. I can only control myself. I'm proud of myself. The way I handled that lady who called 911 yesterday, I just said to myself, I don't care. I'm still going to get my craft. So if that was intended for me, not to get the things that I wanted to get. I'm still going to get my crafts, and I will deal with this 911 situation when I come out. Came out, they were gone. Okay. Praise the Lord. So um, challenge yourself, okay? Step out of your comfort zone. That is the challenge for this week. Whatever challenges you, I don't know what challenges you, but there's a lot of things 
that is hard for me and um and and I want to continue to um challenge myself so that we can get to the next level with this, okay? We can't stay where we are with this. We've got to continue to grow and to know that you're deserving of that next level. Whatever God has at that next level, I personally believe that we are constantly tested. And the Bible talks about the testing of our faith. I I personally believe we are constantly tested and in order to overcome this world the way God overcame this, or Jesus overcame this world, then we're going to have to pass those tests. And I look at a lot of this targeting stuff for my life, can't speak on your life, but for my life, I look at I look at these as tests that I must pass because these things that I'm going through, these are going to continue to build my character. My character has grown a lot through this, a lot. I've, I've gained a lot of values. I've gained many patience. Oh, Lord, I've gained, oh, Lord, I have gained some patience. <laughs> if I have not gained anything else through this program, I have gained some patience. I really have gained some patience. So I say amen to all of that. This is all building my character, but I must pass these tests. And some of these tests are really hard, just like in school. Some of the tests was easy, some of the tests was hard. Some of these things I, I never really didn't bother me too much, but a lot of these things really do, and so I have to I have to master that, and I'm determined to do that because I'm not afraid of challenges. Okay, so step out of your comfort zone this week. I hope that you guys can do that. Please write that down. Please participate in this because the Lord led me to do this with this call, like He has led me to do other things um, with this call, and I really believe that this can help us. Okay, we've got to take the focus off of them. There's going to be a time for that. There's going to be a time, you know, we're doing activism, we're doing YouTube videos, we're doing conference calls. There's going to be a time for us to talk about this. We still will have our time for check-ins and everything, but we have got to think more in the positive. We've got to put more focus on the Lord. We've got to put more focus on ourselves and getting through this and not, oh, the purpose of this, purpose that this. I do that too. I just did it. But believe me, I'm challenging myself every day. I'm doing things that I was not able to do um, when this first started because I've been challenging myself. I'm able to go wherever I want to go now without being all stressed out about it. There were so many places would just stress me out, give me migraine, couldn't breathe, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of anxiety but I just began to challenge myself, just challenge myself in so many ways. And so now I'm able to do those things. It doesn't mean that the targeting is not still waiting for me when I get there and with me all along the way, because it is, but it's a different mindset that I have. So I, that that's, that's the challenge, basically. That's the challenge, is to step out of your comfort zone in this coming week. And um, and I hope that you guys participate and 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 let us know how it went. And you don't have to you don't have to share anything that you don't want to share. Um, this is for your growth. This is for my growth. Um, you can just simply say I did it and it was very helpful, or I did it and it didn't work, or I tried it but I I backed out and decided you know it wasn't for me. You don't have to go into any details that you don't want to go into. Okay. 
And if you do decide to challenge yourself uh, with with something that's going on in your life, for each of us it will be different, I'm sure, um, and then it doesn't go so well, that's okay. You try. Take those baby steps, you know. Take all the rest you need and then try it again. Because that's how we get to the next level in life. There's something great at the top of the ladder for all of us. I don't know what it is, but I know I plan to get up there to find out. I really do. So, And I hope you do too, okay? That's it. Let me see. What's happening in the chat room? Start eight if you'd like to speak. We have like five minutes. And then I need to run out and get some crafts. <laughs> I've been doing so many crafts, you guys. Oh, my gosh. If you guys, oh, my gosh, try to do some crafts. Plant some flowers. Do some. Do something. You can find a ton of crafts online. It's an easy. Just type in DIY. Do it yourself. And most of the stuff comes from the dollar store. Most of it does. But I'm going to tell you, they've getting a lot of my money lately, but that's okay. I feel so great. I feel so wonderful. And see, that's why they want to target me. That's where I was. I was at the dollar store when the lady came in there with the drama. But I did not. Y'all would be so proud of me. She did not get my attention. Mm-mm. I can't be bothered. I was feeling good. See, and if you find something that makes yourself feel good, they can't disturb that peace because you're feeling good. But that's what they want to do. When you're feeling good, they want to turn that around. Mm-mm. Don't let it happen. Do not let it happen. And if you do, it's okay. We'll try again the next time. Trust me, they have triggered me before. They really have. But I'm working on it every day. All right, make it quick, everybody, because I need to go out. Um, Hello? Hi, it's Cindy. Quickly, I had to just give props to Brother Lico. He, you just had me rolling, James. Oh, James. <laughs> well, if you, uh, you know, call the police, then you better make sure you know how that's going to happen and how it's going to go down, A through Z, and um, so that you don't end up in an institution or the psych, yeah. the crazy one. I'm just like, listen to James. He's just like sitting there like, I'm not going to take this. I'm not going to take that. Uh, I'm not going to well, put myself out there to get caught up, but I'm not going to do this this stupid thing and that dumb thing. And very, very nicely um, put together Brother James and, his, and Mrs. James over there. Okay, I just had to say it. Because he had me rolling and busting up laughing the whole time. I love James. Thank you, Cindy. Mm-hmm. I love James. James is James and Donna. I've known a long time, and they are they are beautiful, wonderful people. They really are. I've known them a long time. Um. Okay, Delta in the chat room says, uh, "Renata, you are inspirational. Thank you, thank you." We were talking about purposes and callings. Um, that's my calling to inspire. I feel good when I inspire people because you know what? I don't want anybody to be tormented the way I was. I'm telling you, these people had me so messed up. They did. And I don't want I don't want anybody else to experience that. Hello. Hello. Hey Lola. Hey. I was just saying that um 
what works for me is I had to learn how to block. Uh, like everything they do, you have to block. You have to. It takes a while, but you got to learn to block what they do out and ignore, ignore what they do. And once you get in the habit of ignoring, then your life is a lot better. That's true. I ignore. I, I, I know that. I know that TIs get tired of ignoring because that's usually our answer. We'll say, you know, just ignore it. But I'm telling you, I'm with you, Lala. It works best for me because I'm not one of those that really. I'm not confrontational. I'm not going to respond to all of that because if if you respond to everything that they do to you, you'll be in a confrontation all day long. Exactly. So the other alternative gotta, is to ignore, like you're saying. Yeah, you got to program yourself to not to uh to learn to ignore. And you know there are there are times where you just simply cannot ignore things. I mean, you know they like to get physical with me. So there are there are things that you can't ignore. But but when you when you don't ignore, then just respond. That's calm. That's thought out. You know, that's not all loud and confrontational. You're you're responding to, because there are times where we need to respond. Like we're just not gonna put up with just any and everything. Um, but for the most part. A lot of that ignorance stuff, I, I usually say, Lord, help me to ignore all forms of ignorance. And that's what I see all day is some ignorant stuff, you know. So I, I agree with you. Ignore as much yeah, as Yeah, and you know what? I used to be so scared of the police because I know they in on it. But you know what I do now? I smile at them. I smile at them because you know why? I know I deactivated myself, and they know that too. So I smile. I smile at them. You know what I'm saying? And I and, and, and I, I see them they have a certain kind of look on their face like she know we know. Does she really know that she does she know that we know? Like why is she so happy? That's how I act when the police come around. I get happy. I I'm not really happy, but I play this happy role. Like I'm just so happy, like nothing's going on, like I'm not a target individual that they don't know. But I and I like and then you know like and my, my favorite thing is I say, Hey, do you know what I'm wearing? I said, I just want you to let you know that this is not a gun, but this is a rare earth magnet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well you know, um, I have to be honest. I'm not there yet on the smiling thing, but uh, maybe one, maybe one day I try to stay far away from them as possible. They target me something terrible. Lord have mercy. No, I'm talking about when my when my neighbor was talking to me. Remember when he was talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, and they had to come over. I told him that. I said, yeah, I have to let you know. I don't want you to put off your gun, but I'm just letting you know I'm wearing a rare earth magnet. And he's just looking like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lala. You're welcome. Okay, we're going to wrap it up, you guys. I need to go. Make it quick, please. Hello. New York. New York. Alright, see you guys press and start aiding and not there. All right. Okay. I targeted and harassed. Renat, I want to say that's the funniest thing I done heard this speech about the about how they did get the dollar stuff and yet you gonna go back and go get you some more crap. Oh, I'm going to get myself. <laughs> I can't stop laughing about that. But I tell you what, we love we love that dollar store, don't we? We know that yeah. that's perfect. 
blue days, I look up up there, God just tell, thank you, God, for allowing me to sit out here and ride as a soul. You know, I love you. Thank you. Give me the peace. You know, they just they just going back and forth, sending people and doing it, everything like that, but that's okay, too. But, you know, I, I want to say one thing, and this is a little bit off track, too. Uh, y'all got this, uh, okay, y'all handle, y'all listen, y'all got this new girl coming up and down the street, some young, young teenage girl coming back, stopping across the street, pushing buttons and walking past, pushing buttons when I get there. Y'all need to stop that. Remember what I told you, all that's on, on the tape, the video y'all making. Y'all make sure y'all keep that, too. Okay, thank mm-hmm. you. I, I get a chance to add that in. All right, thank you. Thank okay, you. This is the last. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Let me unmute you. What were you saying? Okay, I think she was done. Okay, um, this will be the last person, and this is Alabama. Hello. Nada. Hi. Hi. Uh, I was wondering if I could have your email address. Who's speaking? Oh, this is Valerie. I'm sorry. Oh, hi, Valerie. Um, hi. Yeah. It is um, R-E-M-U, mm-hmm. the number two, uh-huh. at hotmail.com. Okay. I want to sing you something, okay? Okay. Sounds All good. Right. How are Thanks. you today? I'm good. Yeah, I um I was listening to you guys. It was funny. Um, I uh, just quickly uh, after the uh, last call, uh, I watched America's Funniest Home Videos, and it was fantastic. I tell you, I mean the animals make me laugh. The things they do, you know. So I really enjoyed that, and thank you for that suggestion. Yeah. Very good. Okay, so mm-hmm. on top of on top of this week's challenge, which is to do something out of your comfort zone, um, mm-hmm. and I hope you participate in that. But you you just brought up uh, the other week's challenge, which was to find something to laugh about. So even though we move on to new challenges, you guys try to keep those old ones in play as well. So continue okay. to try to find something to laugh about. I'm I'm glad you um you went online to find those funniest home videos because some of those are hilarious. Oh, they are. <laughs> it is, and it really makes you feel good after you laugh. You know, a hearty laugh. So, but thank you. Yeah. So, do you plan to participate in the coming weeks um, challenge? Oh, I do. Most definitely. I wrote it down as a reminder. So. Very good. Very good. I'm happy about yeah. that. All okay. right. Thank All right. you. No, thank you. Have a good one, okay? You too. All righty. Okay. All right, you guys. I hope you guys wrote down the challenge, which is to do something out of your comfort zone and try to do it every day this week. You know, it could be something small. If if um if it's hard for you, like it used to be so hard for me to go to any store, really, but especially certain stores. Um, So if if you're like me and those type of things were hard for you, and just challenge yourself. Even if you walk in the door and you see some triggers, because you know they're going to be there, um, if if it's causing you great anxiety, just turn around and come out. But at least you did it. You can be proud of yourself for doing it, you know. Um, there's so many, oh, gosh, I have so many examples. Never mind. I don't even want to go through it. I don't feel like dealing with these people all over. <laughs> again. I'm feeling too good. I bring it up, just start all over again. But challenge yourself, okay? That's how you're going to get to that next level. It's so important to overcome this world 
The Bible says how Jesus overcame this world. He overcame this world by challenging all that stuff that was coming against him and all those people who were coming against him and just learning how to deal with all of that. That's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. Self-talk, positive affirmations, scriptures, uh, whatever. Whatever you need to do to get yourself through it, challenge yourself. And and let us know about it. I'm so excited. I'm excited because I want to hear about it next week, okay? All right, you guys. So I'm going to go to the store to get some crafts. I created, what did I create yesterday? Oh, yesterday I created a vase. I got the vase from the dollar store. And I know this is boring, you guys, so I'm excited. Okay, so I got the, the um, and maybe it'll encourage someone. I got the vase from the dollar store. I got some Mod Podge. It's like a clear glue kind of thing. And um, I was trying to do this. Crushed glass. Uh, this lady online, she I got it from her. I was inspired by her. Um, it's it was crushed, broken glass, and she put it all over this vase. And oh my gosh, that dollar vase looked like a million dollars because of course that glass looked like crystal and everything. But I couldn't find the crushed glass. Um, and I went all over looking for it. Michaels, all different places. Got perped in every location, but that was okay. Um, I was on a mission to get this crushed glass. So um, couldn't find that. So I ended up getting these little chips that I found in a different department, and they were like the size of crushed glass. So what I did was um, spray painted them with this mirror. um, I forgot what it's called. It's called mirror paint or something like that. Like it's supposed to reflect like a mirror. And that's one thing I'm discovering, you guys. I love to spray paint. Oh, my gosh. I'm spray painting like every day. I'm spray painting something. Anyway, (laughs) So um, so I spray painted those little chips, and I put them all over the vase, and I bought some some pretty fake flowers from the um, dollar store, and it's so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. It's so beautiful. If I must say so myself. So I'm so excited about that. I spray painted something else the other week, and uh, and I spray painted something else. Oh, I spray painted two, <laughs> two things yesterday. So that's another project I need to do. And I don't know what I'm going to get today, but I'm going to get something. So I'm just I'm just happy. I'm just happy. So find something, you guys. Find something. I'll tell you, it could be something as simple as um, crossword puzzles, Sudoku um, puzzles, um, those word sleuths, because I, I like to do those too. And I get those from the dollar store. Where you find the word and you circle it. You can get those from the dollar store. I'm the dollar store queen, so and I'm saying this because I know in the TI community money is hard. So um, find the Dollar Tree or uh, what's that other one? Nine nine cent only. Any store like that, you can get those crossword puzzle books. Um, you can get coloring books. I love the color. You can get the coloring books and the crayons for um, two dollars. So you know a dollar each. Um, and that's not childish. That's therapeutic. I love stuff like that. I think we should always keep that kid in us alive. So I, I love coloring. Um, if you like to draw, which I don't know how to draw, but they have like drawing paper there. It's just a million things you can do. You can, like I said, you can do a bunch of crafts. You can do a bunch of crafts. I did, um, I got a plastic bowl from the dollar store. It's a big kind of plastic bowl. Um, I got some rope from the dollar store. I twined it and glued it around the bowl. Um, it's just a lot. I got bought a bunch of fake, 
fake plants and made some terrariums out of it with the rocks. All of it came from the dollar store. Um, find something, okay? Find something to do to take your mind off of the targeting. It's about you. It's not about them. They want it to be about them. We have allowed it to be about them. It's not about them, okay? It's about us and discovering who we are and enjoying our life under these horrific circumstances, okay? We can still find a little enjoyment, and that's what we should do, okay? So I'm going to the store to find something to do this evening. And um, God bless all of you. God bless your everything, everything you do, okay? I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great week.